Hey guys, we're back. This is John. I've got one of my buddies, Ken Wheeler, on the phone. We've been it's been way overdue to do this podcast. We had uh, a lot going on with him, with the PRS. Him and Missy obviously purchased that. That's kind of old news, but we've talked about doing a podcast for a while. But I have been behind, and then we did a pretty fun uh, spur of the moment deal right after AG Cup. We were able to go up to Alaska and do a hunt together, which was <laughs> which was a funny story to itself, and we'll get into that, but. Um, anyway, Ken, thanks for coming on. It's been uh, too long coming. I'm excited to talk with you. So, heck yeah, man, this yeah. is uh, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a great year, and uh, it's been cool getting to know a lot more, getting to become friends with a lot more shooters and uh, and yourself, and uh, getting to have some cool experiences. No, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So let's start with we'll we'll get into the hunt a little bit. I want to go through yeah. PRS stuff. I mean, I know you've done podcasts and talking to a lot of people, but yeah. I want to go, go talk about it still. So what, um, quick history, like yeah. how long ago did you start shooting? Uh, actually like competition, actually I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause you could uh, probably not uh, shooting as long as you and killing things since I was like six or seven or whatever. 100%. But, uh, yeah. um, yeah. So I, I, I got my first like real rifle in like 2009. Uh, okay. we, we would, uh, me and some buddies would, kind of do some long range stuff a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being in the Midwest, we don't have a lot of opportunities to just like go shoot long range. So, yeah. uh, some buddies and I would kind of ad hoc, uh, have a couple trips a year and do some long range stuff up in the upper peninsula of Michigan and Wisconsin and stuff. And it wasn't until 2016 that, uh, the state of Wisconsin got our first like PRS style match. Okay. Um, so we did that for a couple years and then, in in 18 that uh that match director decided to um go a different direction with his career and and mm-hmm. trying to host matches and stuff so uh that's when missy and i uh took on the wisconsin prs scene and um soon after we put on a barrel maker uh Which wisconsin awesome. barrel maker classic yeah yeah <laughs> Good we match. did that for four years <laughs> yeah trial by fire uh, you just dove right into it so right so yeah, how many first, matches did you yeah. you had shot a fair bit before you started match directing then yeah i shot i shot probably two or three years okay. um uh before I actually be doing any match directing and then we did a whole season of like one day matches and then um then yeah, that following like our second year, I guess match directing, we took on the two day series. Okay. Um, and that was actually so that was the first year that Shannon and Julie owned the PRS. Yeah. Um, you know, we we kind of squeezed our way under the schedule by um, actually we we first started talking with Ryan Castle when uh, oh, nice. when he was still the director. Yeah. Okay. So um, transition. Yeah, yeah, but okay. it, it was good. I mean, first year was kind of a disaster. We had I mean, we had some <laughs> weather that. <laughs> it probably saved us honestly from from it becoming a huge disaster or a bigger disaster but uh what do you mean uh so we ended up throwing out the first full day of oh, shooting because no. of yeah. scoring because you couldn't lost practice score or what no uh we had we, we made it through about four stages okay. and then this rainstorm came in with like 50 mile an hour winds whoa um it was yeah, i mean it was crazy there was uh there Jeez. was tornadoes in wisconsin and stuff but no not, way. Yeah. i didn't know about Just this not, this not, is awesome thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully not right where we were at but um yeah i i did i got an awesome picture from this because like all of a sudden everybody's taking cover right and we're, Yo, and yeah. we're trying to 
shuttle people back to the winery like hey we'll just hang out and we'll figure this out you know it's going to be a couple <laughs> hours we're down and yeah um <laughs> i have this awesome picture of uh uh, a Connex box that was just kind of like stuck in the woods. Yeah. Uh, it was open that, uh, it was Matt Partain, Brian Allen, Troy Livesey, and Ryan Hay all <laughs> took cover in this thing. And like they, they were in there for <laughs> probably two, two and a half hours. I, don't know, I gotta figure like Brian Allen doesn't have a shirt on. Like, <laughs> like we, we finally find these guys That's at the awesome. end of the storm and they're like, Oh, is it done yet? Are we going to start shooting? Like, man, I think we're, I think we're done for the day. But oh, no. Uh, oh, no. yeah, it was cool. I mean, like that was the first year that we really got to know like people in the community and, uh, yeah. you know, that from, from nationwide and, and to think back like those four guys, like just hanging out in a, con xbox or semi-trailer or whatever it was yeah. it was yeah oh that's cool but how, but yeah, how stressful is that the moment you're like oh no everything oh. first day like this is done <laughs> i mean were you you, yeah. you you stay cool or were you freaking out no i was yeah i mean i was trying to stay cool in front of everybody <laughs> um actually so uh kind of a long time friend of mine um jim c mm-hmm. was at that match and he, he could sense that like we needed some, some help. And so like cool. he kind of pulled myself and Nate Whitehead aside. Nate was the, uh, yep. the, the co-match director. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, man, here's what we do. We just, why don't we just throw today out and, and we'll start fresh tomorrow. And, and, um, you know, we can, we can get 11 stages in, we'll call that an entire match. Nice. You know, so then I called Shannon, of course, I'm like, man, this is a disaster. And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, just That's do your cool. best tomorrow, and whoever wins wins, right? That's so, cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. So you were able to fit in eleven, and everything went pretty good. Yep. Then awesome. Yeah, yeah. Keith Baker won that that year. Oh, um, nice. Nice. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. Well, that's cool. A little trial by fire out of the gate. I'm, I was going to hold off on these controversial questions for a minute, but you kind of <laughs> just led into this one, so I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned you had shot quite a few matches before you did your first. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a reoccurring uh, question that or comment yep. that have come up year after year. Do you think there's ever a place where two day national match directors, not one days, but two days, should be required to shoot two to three yeah. matches a year <laughs> just so they understand the culture and how the sport's moving? And I'll leave yeah. it at that. What do you think? <laughs> I yeah, know this is I, controversial, so. I, yeah, no, no, I'm fine with it. I, and I've had this conversation oh, yeah. a lot of times. I've had this conversation with with match directors who who haven't shot for a few years. Yep. Um, uh, and, and I'm, you know, this is something I'm comfortable leaning into. And and so my personal point of view on it is that, um, and, and I. I only shot a couple two days before I actually hosted a two day match. Yep. And, uh, I can, I can tell you, uh, honestly that after I shot like three or four, two days in a year and, and got to travel a little bit and go, go outside of just my general region and shoot, yep. it made me a much better match director. Yeah, uh, there's, there, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Right. Like it, yep. you have to see how others are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to, to know like sort of what tricks and, you know, what, what things you can do to become a better match director. And, um, you know, there's, and almost any time that there's like some drama or problems at a match, like, Mm -hmm. it's like, man, we've dealt with that before, you know, today now. Right. And it's like, man, we've dealt with that before. Like you just got to go out and shoot and, 
you'll see how others are doing things and, yeah. um, yeah. you know, improve your own methodology. Yeah. Um, now, should it become a hard and fast rule? No, I don't think so. I mean, like, yeah, look, at, tough one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, look at, look at Shannon K, right? Like he yep. probably the best match director, you know, he, he can ever run people through there. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, he, he, he can do it. Um, yep. but he went, he went a year and a half, two years without shooting any matches. And, you know, so did we take away the Collis and no. Gap grind, right? Like I think with the history, <laughs> the of, biggest ma- yeah. a history of shooting. Yeah. I would say, right. I mean, he shot so many two days. I think that yeah. would, I mean, you could take a pretty good hiatus. I think once you understand, to me, it's more about, it's not about food and shirts and I mean, match flow. Yeah. It's not about some of that stuff. It's about, it's more about stage design. And it seems like most of the drama comes not always but not always um, sometimes it's just what is what it is but um generally it comes from a goofy stage design which i've seen less and less of over the years we used to shoot off boats off of barrels sitting on a toilet seat (laughs) off a parachute cord and like you kind of get to the point where like what are we doing here like and i think some of that gets somewhat avoided by by doing it but no i think if you're a history of shooting you, you you have a pretty good base and obviously shannon's got that he shot forever and he shot a million matches so yeah right. that's a, but yeah no i had to had to bring it up because it seems like that's always whenever something goes wrong it's like man this could have been easily avoided by seeing other match directors yeah. handle issues yep. or how matches flow. And someone I was, we've been talking about someone's like, you got to ask him this. I'm like, Oh, I will. That's a good one. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like uh, I said, I'm fine leading into some of these. Like it's, yeah. you know, last year at this time, I, I don't, I, I actually was pretty, uh, naive. I think I would say taking on the PRS, you know, <laughs> right at first, I, man, I'm like, Oh, this, this will be easy, you know? And then actually, yeah. Uh, the more I saw how, how much Julie actually did for the PRS and all mm-hmm. that, like it really opened my eyes how naive I was for one. But then she did so much. I'm from a did, distance, yeah. and I could see like I was I was impressed watching her run around shot and then just seeing all. I mean, she, so oh, much organizational man. stuff at the finales and when I yeah. limited experience with that, I was like, wow, she's working hard. <laughs> Dude, yeah, she is. She's yeah. she's a absolute. Uh, rock star That's cool. uh, administrator and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean like, so like last year at this time, I, 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 I was, I mean, my, I couldn't tell you where my head was, um, <laughs> but you know, I couldn't, I couldn't see the big picture. And some of these things, some of these questions I would just, you know, like I, I'd probably give a really naive answer to, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. I've had these conversations three, four, five times, you know, over the course of the year. So yeah. 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 So, so you go from shooting, <clears throat> shooting a few matches, starting the barrel maker, running that for a few years. Yeah. Um, wh- where did in your head you thought it would be a good idea to buy the PRS? And this is kind of weird too, because um, so Shannon and Julie were running K and M and the PRS, and um, it. Despite despite everything that that Julie's doing, it she just didn't have enough bandwidth. So, yep. um, and, and and quite honestly, the um, you know, if you were to pick a business to focus on and, and really grow, like K and M, probably was a better business yep. to 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 grab, and especially with you know what they had and all that, it just made sense for them to for sure. Um, 
either find some more help with the PRS so that it wasn't such, so much a workload or, or sell it. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so Missy, Missy is my Julie. She is super organized and, awesome. uh, f- fantastic ad- administrator and project manager and all this. And, and, and Shannon and Julie had talked about hiring her for a couple of years, you know, as, you know, bringing her on as like a full-time admin. Oh, okay. And yeah, we, so we, we considered it, but, uh, Missy's career was going in a really good direction. She was really enjoying things. So, mm-hmm. um, we just sort of politely declined. And then I think it was summer of 2022. We had a, we had a meeting with, uh, Shannon and Julie, uh, spent a couple of days with them down in Tennessee. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I said at the end of that, I'm like, I said to Missy on her drive home, we had like 10 hours in the car. I said, you know, why why don't I consider like maybe giving up my job? You know, I was an engineer for like 20 years. Yeah, you know? was it wasn't like you were, you were just doing something. It was a good, you had a really good career. So. I had a really, I had a great career, yeah. you know, and, and, and actually the last five years of my career, I was, uh, so I was an engineering manager at a company that was doing, um, deep hole drilling systems, mm-hmm. uh, and not deep hole in earth, like deep hole in like steel and barrels, uh, yeah, okay. and medical devices and, you know, cannon barrels and stuff. That's Jeez. really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was really enjoying that and was surrounded by a lot of people that I really enjoyed working with. And, yeah. um, so, so it was kind of, it was kind of a, it was kind of a tough thing to wrap my mind around, like walk away from what I've known for 20 years. And oh, it's a big step. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so that, you got somebody yeah, like that, Missy in your corner who's like, yeah, <laughs> let her back. <laughs> I, I, and I didn't, I honestly, I didn't expect that when I brought it up. She, I, yeah. I expected her to be like, eh, it's a little too risky. Don't you think, you know, and, yeah. but you know, in the end she's like, well, let's see what the financials might look like. And if, you know, if it couldn't replace what you're making as an engineering manager, she's like, I think you'd be really happy doing it. Oh, that's so cool. I'm like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it was like full steam ahead. So. Oh, dude, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, when did that, that's, I guess it's been over a year now or no, over a year. Yeah. It's been, over a year. Yeah. So, yeah. um, still majority <laughs> happy with your decision. Like, <laughs> I know their headaches come on. You saw you, I saw you shot running around like chicken with your head cut off. You're like, this is crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, there's, there's definitely some really, there's some moments over the last year that are just amazing. Right. Um, both in the sport, um, and then at home too, because it, it, uh, once, once the season gets rolling and like all the match directors have what they need and, um, you know, the summer, the summer actually did afford us a little bit more family time, um, and a little bit more time that I could, I could travel to matches and stuff. So like, Mm -hmm. Um, the, that aspect of it was, was just amazing. Right. Oh, um, cool. having, having some more time, uh, to do things, especially in Wisconsin when it's nice in the summer and, yeah. and, you know, we, we, we have a pontoon and we try to go out on the lake a decent amount, you know? And nice. so, yeah, there was definitely some really high highs. And then, um, you know, at, at, at first any, any little bit of drama that would sneak up or whatever, like, like, man, what did I get myself into? You know, but did you feel it? Did you ever catch yourself like taking it personally over? Yeah, just, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't sure. know how I would avoid yeah. that in your shoes. I'd be like, Oh, and then it's completely not directed towards you at all. But I, <laughs> I, I would do the same thing, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great statement. I, I, 
uh, just I'm wired to be sort of a people pleaser, right? So yeah. I'm trying to make all the match directors happy. I'm trying to make all the sponsors happy, and I'm trying mm. to make all the shooters happy. <laughs> Which is impossible. It is. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> right. But until you have somebody actually say, listen to yourself, man, like mm-hmm. you, nobody can do that. You yep. know, and then when I kind of realize that, it's like, okay, well, there's, you know, there's definitely going to be instances where there's a, a rule call or something like that or judgment that needs to be made. And there's going to be people that aren't going to be happy with me. And yep. um, that bothers me. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I want to be, um, I want to be a really positive leader of this organization and sport and, mm-hmm. and, and big part of this community. And, and anytime that, you know, there's people upset with, how things are going or a decision I made or whatever like that, that bothers me. Um, even if it's the right decision. Right. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I think that provides a lot of value. It sucks for you in the moment, but also it's not, it's, I mean, having somebody care that much is, uh, I can relate to your, you know, Shannon, um, I think he was the right person for the job, but he's, you know, out of the military background and sometimes he comes off as, you know, there's no feelings and it's the right decision and let's go. (laughs) And that's, there's a big pro to that. Um, yeah, but it is, it is nice sure. when people, you get also get into a situation where you're, something's going on and then you can, there is, you could feel that tension on their side. You're like, you're like, listen, I don't like this either. Like this is hurting my feelings. I want to resolve <laughs> right. this, but it's a, that's a tough, tough go because I mean, uh, PRS, you're hurting cats. I mean, we're all a bunch of, right. you, we right. all got our, we're all trying to win or do this or do that. And then you got all this emotion involved. There's always something coming up, but, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate your, uh, uh, getting to know you a little bit and your personality around it. I'm, I'm excited about it. So, yeah, um, thank you. No, that's, that's cool. Thank you. So what's the, is there, um, Oh, I don't know. Like building the vision <laughs> goals. Like what do you, yeah. I mean, are there probably some things you don't want to talk about things you do? What are you excited about right now? Um, in regards to PRS, any of those kind of things? Yeah. I, so last year, um, Last year, I had kind of a, an eye-opening experience um, where, uh, and, and at Shot Show, I met with MDT and uh, Kyle Van Rutenberg was with MDT at the time, and mm-hmm. um, you know, he he made a statement to me that, you know, like it, you're sitting in a really good position to not just be a you know a head of an organization that's you know a community of just shooters or whatever, like mm-hmm. you really can be. A, an extension of marketing for sponsors and grow this thing, you know, a lot like, um, I'll say like NASCAR or, mm-hmm. uh, professional bull riding or bass masters or something like that, where, mm-hmm. um, you can, you can grow the community, grow the sport, and then you can bring in a lot of big partners that want to be a part of this that, uh, honestly have, have really good finances and, and, and budget for, yeah. Uh, you know, they have big marketing budgets for, for helping out organizations that are doing this type of thing. Right. So, yeah. you know, that, that whole thing really opened my eyes to, um, you know, that, that the PRS is, is basically an extension of marketing for a lot of these companies. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's our duty to, um, you know, put those brands and whatnot in front of, um, in front of our audience and then grow that audience. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. so so yeah, that was really the first, uh, the first change for us or sort of that mindset for me. Yeah, just like a shift in mentality of what we're doing. Yeah, no, that's, right. that's a right. good, 
But it's so, good. So, I mean, you look at like yeah. somebody taking an ad on Outdoor Channel, like how I mean, it's so right. hard to like say what moves the needle. But you're like, does that sell very many scopes? I know that. You know, just like I work with Loophole a lot, right? So, but as far Mm -hmm. as like, you know, Loophole in this market, like it's blown up. So, I mean, it's moving tons of, you know, tons of product and it's good for, it's good for both sides, but no, that's, that's cool. Yeah, it's good. It's really good for everybody, right? Like, so Loophole comes in big and they're, they're a big supporter of ours. They're an affiliate partner. Um, You know, they, so they're supporting the organization. Um, Our organization is now trying to grow the sport as well. So Mm -hmm. like we we're trying to bring new shooters in Um, as more shooters come in, they're buying scopes, right? Which then supports loophole. Like it's this, it's just this engine that keeps, keeps turning. And, and, you know, that, 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 uh, that understanding, um, you know, made, made for a couple hires over the last year. I heard, uh, oh, cool. Ryan Stenz, uh, yeah. who was, who was local to Wisconsin and, mm-hmm. um, he's coming on board as a, as a big player in our, in our media game and is organizing and working yeah. with sponsors and match directors and, and pulling content together. We hired, cool. yeah, we hired Camden powers. Uh, she's a shooter oh, out yeah. of Colorado. She's awesome. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, she's excited to be a part of this and, and, and to do some of this media, media stuff as well and social media and, Nice. Um, you know, it is a lot of fun. Like, yeah. like we, we put stuff, we put a lot of content out there and, and we're, you know, we're learning as, as we do oh, yeah. this to what, what, what works and what people want to see, but then hopefully getting the attention of more of those, those guys at home that, you know, they have a precision rifle in the safe, you know, that they, they show their buddies when they come over, and, <laughs> you know, maybe they use it, maybe they don't, yep. you know, and, yeah. but trying to get them to come out and shoot with us. So the guy that's got a nice hunting rifle, like come out and shoot with us, yep. you know? And, yep. um, yeah. So, yeah. And so that's, yeah. So the same, are you guys putting, yep. how are you changing? Uh, is there, is there a fo- more of a focus on a one, one days and how, or, or, I mean, it's kind of weird. Well, where I'm at, there's less. I have I haven't shot right. hardly any one days, but they seem right. like they're popping up a little bit more. Um, what, yeah, what's the participation we, you see in that versus two? Like uh, like two days, we I, I travel around. I mean, you know, and I see a yep. lot of the same faces. Yep. But I've been to a couple one days, and it's a lot of guys I don't know. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> this is this is good. So yeah, yeah. But does it yeah, seem like so, you're getting a lot of new guys into those one days? We we are we okay. are, uh, and, and uh, the sport is growing quite a bit. Um, with rimfire and, and regional matches, um, this year we, we should finish the year with a just, just over a thousand matches, sanctioned matches. I know it's, that's insane. uh, Isn't that, it's crazy to think that, right? Like the sport is 10 years old and we're going to be at a thousand matches and a, a huge part of that is, is PRS rimfire. Um, that, that came on, you know, three years ago, Mm -hmm. um, and you know we had a couple matches the first couple of years, and and this year we're gonna have we're gonna have 500 rimfire matches. Holy smokes! Um, yeah, and it's just it's wild. And you know, a big part of that is uh, I hired uh, Greg Stewart and Matt Steiner. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are really successful rimfire shooters. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. that are in both feet, and they they really understand the sport and the community, and they've done a they've done an awesome job. Um, giving the community what it really wants, That's you know, cool. and, and yeah. structure and leadership and all this. So, wow. um, yeah, That's cool. it's, it's That's wild. huge. It's half the, <laughs> half the matches. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And they, you know, the, the attendance on the rimfire side, is a little bit less, mm-hmm. but there's, 
I, I think overall, if you multiply, you know, you know uh, how many matches by shooters and all that, it's probably a little larger community, but um, the match attendance is a little less. It's more about like, you know, come out to your local gun club for, yep. you know, four or five hours on a Sunday and, and uh, you know, compete and have a good time. Uh, be able to like yeah. socialize during the match because it's quiet, you know, you kind of hang out with your buddies. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's cool. Grimfire is pretty laid back. I shot, a, I had one, I actually put, had one match at my house a couple years nice. ago and I was, and nice. it's sweet. Cause I can do a match at my house. We had 15, mm-hmm. 20 guys and it was, I, I, I want to do it more. Um, cause it was a lot of fun, but you can have a match about anywhere, but it was yeah. a different feel. Like, you don't yeah. you don't need ears. You're just kind of everyone's running subsonic ammo pretty much. Yep. That match ammo slow, so it did feel more. It, it felt real. Late. Partially, partially it was laid back because of my house. The other part of it yeah. was just just quiet and easy, and it, you know yeah. you don't have big obnoxious breaks going off next to you constantly. So it is a little yeah. bit different feel, which is which is super cool. But yeah, that's a great way to get into precision rifle shooting. And we, we <laughs> yeah, it's a gateway drug, we, I guess. It, it <laughs> well, we we assumed it was right. Like, and I think everybody's like, oh yeah, you start out with a, a ten twenty two and you shoot, and and then maybe you know put together bolt action yeah. rimfire, you know, and and you kind of go up. And I I think we've seen a lot of the community, um, like they they go just full all, into rimfire. In. Yep, and that and and never leave. I mean, it, yep. and, and it like, and I can see why, like it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's really casual. And then like, yep. if you, and you don't have you to know, reload, which is awesome. Yeah, that too. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just grab a couple boxes of yeah. ammo and your rifle in a bag and go to a match, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's cool. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it was, it's an awesome crossover again. You're using the same mm-hmm. scopes, the same chassis, you know, cause there's guys, you yeah. can geek out and you custom barrels, cut, you know, actions. We've got Rimex, voodoo, all that kind of stuff. So it's, that's pretty sweet. That's cool. It is. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So uh, <laughs> let's see here. Um, any other, any, anything else on the PRS side you want to address or uh, I'm excited that you guys are doing it. It's fun. I'm, I'm it's yeah, it's cool, but I don't, I, I don't have a whole lot of specific questions, but any yeah, announcements? We, um, <laughs> yeah, we're, so we're exploring a few things. Um, uh, so, well, I've I, heard I guess some rumblings is... at Frontline this week. <laughs> Of some things you're working on. I don't know what's private and what's not, so I don't yeah. want to say anything. Uh, I, man, I'm an open book. I'm not hiding anything from okay. anybody. But um, so a couple things that we are doing. Um, we uh, last year, unfortunately, we we had kind of a, a last minute falling out with Nine Lines, so we ended up losing okay. like basically our T-shirt provider, membership shirt provider, and and okay. the membership shirts weren't really a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. as a shooter, right. It's just somebody part of the community, you yeah. know, and I, I have a couple at home, but, uh, it was a big deal for some people okay. and, and, and I, and I get it. Like yep. it, it, it's awesome to be a part of this and especially wearing a piece of apparel, right. That has mm-hmm. PRS on there and it's kind of a conversation starter and all that. And, yep. um, so we, so this year we, we, we spent the winter time kind of exploring some different options. We are going to have membership shirts again. They're going to be pretty badass. Sweet. Um, and there, and it's, um, it's like a custom made shirt. It's not just a, uh, it's not just like a silk screen, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, whatever, you yeah. know, off, off the shelf type of deal. So, yeah. um, so we got those coming. We're working with the same company to actually come out with some PRS apparel, like hats, oh, t-shirts, cool. sweatshirts. Um, nice. yeah, I mean, that's, 
like, and that's kind of like an obvious thing. Like if you just had a little bit more time, like that's a great thing that we can offer the community. And yeah. um, it's something that I wish I had, you know, when I was just, yeah. just shooting and it's something I'm very proud of now. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. So that, that'll probably be mid summertime. Like we'll have a lot of that stuff come out and then, uh, probably what you heard at frontline. Um, (laughs) I am, (laughs) um, I'm, I'm in talks with a couple, uh, software, uh, companies. Um, I want us, I want the precision rifle series to have an app. Um, I, I want, I want to start with live scoring. Um, and I, um, you know, like practice scores is, is a great solution. Uh, ultimate ballistics is a great solution. They've, they've been out for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't really engage with practice score at all with conversations. And I, I, I tried having a conversation with ultimate ballistics and I think we just were a little bit, we're not on the same page. So, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, from there, that going forward, I said, well, I, I, let's see if we can do this on our own. We'll start with a live scoring app. Um, that's awesome. that, yeah. And I think, I mean, we, we'll build it up from the ground up to be precision rifle series centric. Right. And I, I, I think, um, I think we can, we can probably move matchbooks to be digital, you know, and have it in the app. Yep. Um, we can build some, some unique things into an app that, you know, if a match director setting up a stage, we know, we know the yardage, the, the, the targets at, mm-hmm. um, we can, we can make them select like what the target profile is, we can we can oh, have cool. input the size. Now now with all that information, we can start pulling some statistics at the end of a match, right? Like, That's awesome. hey, on you know one to one and a half MOA targets, maybe you're uh, you have a fifty percent hit rate on one and a half to two MOA targets. You know you're mm-hmm. seventy five. You know two and two to two and a half. You know so you can. If you have that data, if you had all that data, that would be awesome. Because you could, at the end, you have all the hard stuff, all the hits, all the misses, and you Mm -hmm. could overlay. You could do some real easy, like some weather overlays, like Sunday night. Like, hey, it it blew six to eight on Saturday, and it blew you know ten to twenty on Sunday. And look how it. it, I mean, really quick, and just throw some charts and some stuff out there. It would be really fun to look at on hit percentage and everything else. That's awesome. Right, and you can look at you could look at different shooter statistics right and like i i, I kind of imagine this as like yeah. a a baseball card like um statistic yeah that you could have for shooter profiles and you could see like man like austin Orgain or morgan king or yeah. john pinch or you know yeah. any of these guys in big open fields like they can shoot in a win flat out they're yeah they're really see, good, this you know? guy's really good when it doesn't blow and this guy's really yeah. good all the time or when it blows he excels exactly at 18 miles an hour like that would be <laughs> yeah. so cool yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah. It would be, yeah, it would be really fun to have all that. Right. Yeah. So okay, cool. starting out with, with having, you know, live scoring and, and again, live scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it may not be capable everywhere. I think for yeah. row series matches that are really remote, we could probably do some, uh, um, some, some, or something. Yeah. yeah. Starlink and stuff. I, I think we yep. can set something up for not a lot of money to have, you know, Wi-Fi at a range. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's one more step to making the sport a little more professional, right? That's like cool. if you have, well, that helps match these, directors yeah. up too. I mean, if you go to an yeah. online matchbooks, that's great. Like, I mean, when we did some matches back in the day, I mean, remember mm-hmm. 
one time we had a little issue with a print house and stuff came out put together wrong. It's like you're trying to fight to move pages around and right. print it. You're like, right. okay, you know. But if you had that, especially you like you look at the matchbook at the hotel or find some service yeah. and then you just download it for offline use for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, yep. Yeah, that's so that's awesome. And, and, I love it. And for the guys at home that you know are kind of following along, like man, all right, that looked like a really difficult stage. There was only two guys that cleaned it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Look at the course of fire. You could you could bring the app up and and check it out, right? Oh yeah. Um, but you know, for for the community that wants to follow along with a match, you know, like last yeah. weekend at Frontline, like I I had you know a dozen or two dozen friends there, you know, yeah, and all guys that I'm really interested. In, I'm like, man, any one of these guys could win this. I want I want to see I want to see what's going on or how they're doing, and you yeah. can't really, you know, exactly. Like, yeah, it, scores go, come out. Sunday morning, there's right, yeah, yeah, no, right. It would, yeah, it would streamline stuff, yeah. And he had a super fancy matchbook, and yeah. you could save some money on that and get the scoring up, right. yeah. There's that's a lot of benefit, and then, uh, just a, a precision, precision rifle focused scoring system like practice scores yeah i think as far as i know started more with like speed stuff uspsa yeah. and stuff and so you're kind of modifying something that's not built for it and right. you know ultimate right. ballistics a little better but i i'm just ground up precision rifle would be cool i'm sure there's a ton of different things you could do i like that target input thing too that's yeah pretty neat. yeah and so then you know if we have we have all that scoring information in there um then we have like live standings update right like so yeah. that we don't have to wait for you know the website to recalculate everything overnight, or you don't have to wait for the match yeah. record upload scores. Like it's just there, just you know. So then, yeah. right. So as soon as a, a two day match is over, or a regional match, or whatever, you know, rimfire, man, you could you bam the standings change. You see where you are in in the standings. You That's know, you're not. Yeah. You know, coming back on Wednesday, like, oh, hopefully the match director has things uploaded, you know? Yeah, and, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's but cool. Then, that's cool. So has that been, has it been running? Have you, has that development been going okay? <laughs> Are you at the very front end of that? Or <laughs> I know that's a difficult thing. We're, dude, we're at the very front end. And cool. I've had, okay. I've had some good conversations, some really good conversations. Um, uh, it, 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 it really depends on how much it's going to cost, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Um, yeah, you can do I've, anything, I've, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And I've heard heard anything from, uh, honestly, from like $50,000, which I think mm-hmm. could be, um, like that could be manageable, to like $250,000 where I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, you know, we're going to have to wait a couple of years before we get there, right? But, yeah, um, yeah. That would yeah. be, I mean... It, I, either way, I think it'll come. I mean, I think if match directors and shooters don't see the value in that, like to take, I mean, well, we'll see. I think uh, if, yeah. you got a thousand matches, charge each one two dollars and fifty cents yeah. extra. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, you get a yeah, few pennies here and there. We could scratch we together. Could, it'll happen. But. Right. Okay. Cool. Right. No, that's exciting. I think that's a great idea. I heard, you know, I heard different people talk about, it and then. It, and then it was talked about a little bit more and I was like, Oh, that would be cool. So if yeah. you, so there's no, are you, are you like in your, if everything went as planned, are you hoping for like next start 2025 well, type of thing? Or what do you, if, if everything I, went ideally, what's kind of your, yeah, yeah ideally, uh, this summer, oh, wow. um, the, yeah, this summer we would, we would be doing some things on the local level, probably here in Wisconsin. I would, okay. um, try to implement a, you know, a few of our one day matches that, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't direct anymore, but, um, you know, some of our local guys, I'd probably try to get on, uh, just to play with the software and get some of the bugs worked out. Um, hopefully yeah. get a lot of confidence in it. And then, um, 
we we might use it at the uh, World Championship, the uh, oh, cool. the IPRF World Championship in Colorado. Nice, um, nice. So yeah, uh, Michael Beamer and I are match directing that, and yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, okay. so it would be a cool option. But and you're gonna just do Apple, so you're gonna force all these Android guys to finally switch <laughs> to the modern age. Is that what I heard? <laughs> Uh, cool. I would. Perfect. I would absolutely love to do that. I, <laughs> Cut down I the development a, costs a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I would absolutely love to see that happen. But in reality, yeah, that's that's what know. happened this but, weekend. Yeah. They're like, all right, turn on your airdrop, and and like twenty percent of the guys are like, oh, come on. You're like, hey, <laughs> get, get with the times, bud. <laughs> you almost feel bad for him, right? A little like, bit. Yeah. There must be something wrong. A little know? bit. Yeah. It's like it's like the guy. They also. I'm like, I walk by their guns, and they're running MOA still at PRS matches. I'm like, man, come on, it's, <laughs> let's go, guys. So no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's let's let's. I appreciate all that. I, yeah. I'm excited about it. I love you. Uh, you know, you and Missy, and it's it's been fun to watch. So let's move Thank towards. Kind of, we kind of had a spur of the moment high, something I wasn't expecting. So we're at. Uh, I'll tell. I'll start with my side. Heck all yeah. yours. So I just. Heck yeah. I'm as you guys know, like and and guys, thank you for all the messages. I like. I was literally logging on, talking to Ken, and I got a message from a guy in South Africa. He's like, "Where is the podcast?" Like, and you guys are bugging me at matches, and I'm sorry. Like. Yeah, I appreciate it though. So anyway, so so we're we're I, as you guys know from the podcast, I'm working through. I, I like to hunt, and I'm working through the the North American 29, and um, which I've explained in the past. Anyway, um, and I was at um, number 26 this fall, and I really wanted to get up and hunt Sitka Blacktail. I hadn't done that yet. We had some schedule issues. We had a hunt get bumped back for a reason. Anyway. I had a contact that works. One of my buddies, Ryan, is a is a tugboat captain up in Valdez, and he had a contact on Kodiak with a pilot. And he goes, man, he goes, this guy might be able to squeeze you in. It's Seahawk Air. They've been there forever. He's a legendary pilot up there, a really cool guy named Roland. And um, um, so I was going to try to go up there right after AG Cup and fit it in. I was just going to go up there by myself. He was going to drop me off at a camp, and I was just going to hunt solo and try to get a Kodiak Blacktail, which is I've been wanting to do for years. It's number 27 of the 29. And um, so that was that was kind of what I was doing. I, I, and at last minute, I got into the MPA match for my third AG. I was having a hard time getting to three AGs, but I wanted to go to AG Cup again. So I, so I got into the, the MPA match last minute, qualified for AG, and I flew out to AG, and, and it was fun. We had a great time. It was fun talking to you know, Tom and Ken and all the guys. And it was, I, I've kind of, I've missed the last couple finales and AG cups, um, just mostly because of hunting. <laughs> and so I was like, man, I've been, I'm missing it. Um, I want to get into it. And it, I had a good time at the finale and shot pretty well. And I was like, I got to get back to the AG cup. So got into there. We're hanging out. Uh, I don't know. Was it Saturday night? I, you were like, Hey, I, how's that? How's that 29 thing going? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I it, think it was Sunday night. Was it Sunday? Su- yeah, Sunday it was, night. It was after. It, it, yeah, the whole r- deal. right after. So, so I was like, yeah, it's going good. He's like, do you have any more hunts? I was like, yeah, actually, I'm trying to. As as soon as I get home, I'm trying to get a like a last second flight from. So you you fly out to Kodiak on Alaska Air, but then you need to get a float plane flight, which is you generally on a, like a De Havilland Beaver. It's just these old planes on floats, and you get flown out of Kodiak City there you know, across the island out to, you know, there's a little forest service cabins or where you, wherever you end up going. So I was like, yeah, actually, as soon as I get home, if I can get this flight, I'm by the last minute ticket to Alaska. And I'm going to go do this real quick by myself. And he goes, and I can't remember what he said. You're like, whoa, that's crazy. 
Yes, you're like, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, like, that would be the craziest thing I've done. I was like, I was like, well, yeah, since buying the PRS or something, and just <laughs> just dumb joking around. And I was like, well, you, he, I, or I, I said, you want to go? And and you're like, you kind of got that look. I was like, I was like, oh, he's serious. And I wouldn't, have, I, I told Kid later, I was like, I wouldn't have even joked because. If I didn't want, like, I knew we'd get along. I know kids chill, and it would be an easy, relaxing, you know, not a big deal. And so I would never generally say that, but I, I have said that to a lot of people that, you know, over the years that I wouldn't mind hunting with, and never never works. It's just not how life goes. Everyone's got schedules, especially last minute like that on a trip like that. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh, you want to go? And he, and he kind of looks at me, and he goes, serious? And I was like, uh, Yeah. And so, anyway, you take you kind of start you do your thing from here. Well, I don't know what happened Dude, with you I, and Missy. So, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I, let me let me speak for you know probably everybody else in the shooting community too that have watched you go on these epic hunts. Like it's, I, I mean, we're all sort of watching and 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 experiencing these vicariously through you and and all line and yeah. you know like so like it, it's I, it's an amazing thing we're all watching. And then when you when you when you get that little bit of glimpse in and you're like, Oh, you want to come? And I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> I love There's it. no way I'm saying no to this. Like <laughs> I got to make this happen. Right. And, uh, so, so yeah, we had that brief conversation and I'm like, God, I hope he's serious. Yeah. And then Missy calls me like a half hour later, she's putting the kids to bed or whatever. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah Missy. Uh, I got to ask you something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's like, yeah. I'm like, Pinch, Pinch asked me if I want to go to Alaska next week and, and potentially hunt deer up there. And she, <laughs> she's like, that's pretty cool. Did you tell him yes? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> whoa. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm like, I'm all in, you know? <laughs> oh, so, I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. So, then, yeah, what, I, it was like later that afternoon. Well, so that was right after AG. We had yeah. kind of talked in passing and then award ceremony and stuff and we're just kind of i was rooming with morgan we we had a, a flight out the next day we were just standing there so we were hanging out late at the at the venue there yeah. and we were walking away and you're like john and i was like oh i was like yeah what's up and he goes i talked to missy i was like i'm in and i was like no way it's like <laughs> i was like all right i said i'm gonna fly home tomorrow i said i'm gonna try to get some info between flights on at the airport to see if we're in and i hopefully i'll know by tuesday and I can't remember when I called you, if it was Tuesday. I might not have found it. Was it was Tuesday morning. Was it Tuesday oh, yeah, morning? Yeah. I okay. know exactly where I was sitting, yeah. Okay. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, because I was, I was 50-50 if we were going to be able to get on a flight. They're pretty booked up. Right. And you, you're always working around weather up there, especially that time of year. I mean, we were pushing, we were in December and it was. December 10th, yeah. Yeah. I was really wanting to get up there because they start shedding their horns. It's like this, the hunt is a fine balance. If you go really early. It's pretty fun, like in August, and they're they're way up in the Alpine. They're in velvet. It's pretty cool. But like in October, and then into the rut, they're moving down off the mountains. They're getting snow up top. Weather's coming in. The deer go hard horn. They get down into the thick stuff, and there's a lot of thick stuff down in the bottom. <laughs> and we were trying to time it. What I wanted to do was hunt. Either I want to do an Alpine hunt, which didn't work out. Um, I think we'll do that in the future. But um, the or it's you said, you said, well, like, like I'm coming along. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. We're going to do a big, we'll do a big group part. The, yeah, we'll we'll talk go. about that later. But, <laughs> the, uh, so, or you go really late, like where the leaves have all come off. There's a little snow on the ground so you can glass them up better. 
Um, it's hard to understand. It, I mean, it is th- if you're up high glass and down into the bottoms, it's if the leaves are on and there's no snow on the ground, it's a jungle. I mean, we had snow on the ground and leaves were down, vegetate, the tall grass had been knocked down by snow and they're still, they still just disappear like nothing. They just walk into, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of brush. So we timed it just about perfect. And I was nervous, you know, I was nervous the horns were going to be coming off. Spoiler, we did kill deer, but when we killed the (laughs) deer, um, I was like really careful moving them by the horns because it turns out they were on there pretty good, but kind of in that area is when they start, they start shedding. So, so Tuesday I called, let's see, Tuesday called you and you're like, yeah, "Yeah." give me 10 minutes. And you looked up flights (laughs) and I mean, you were, you were on the spot with everything. And so we had just, I was like, all right, I'll go up this day. I'm going to land here. You ended up, flights worked out for you to go up a day before because you coming further from the East and, and we met in, it just, came together ridiculous <laughs> yeah well i want to make dude i want to make sure yeah you're like we're gonna probably float plane saturday so if we can get in a decent hour on friday and yep. i think there was one or two flights in on friday yep um so i i made sure my ass was in anchorage thursday night yep. so that i was on that flight with you the next day yep, yep. so which there was some weather some delays we flew over right. anchorage like we were supposed to land and i was I got service for a minute, and we got rerouted to Fairbanks because of a snowstorm. So um, it worked out. We landed in Fairbanks for like 45 minutes or I can't – pretty 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then turned around and flew back to Anchorage once they cleared runways or whatever. So, But, yeah, you're always kind of working around weather there. But um, anyway, so then we – we now here we are. I'm like, hey, Ken, like, what's up? It was like out of context. Like, we're match shooters. I see you at the match. We talk a little bit, see a barrel maker, and, and now we're hunting and – <laughs> and so we we fly out, uh, grab a flew out to Kodiak. That's still on commercial Alaska Air. Grab yep. a hotel at a pretty classy establishment, and um, uh, yeah, try to get the last minute gear, right? Like, yeah, we had to go uh, get tags, and then so yeah, what food. was our the food? They're like just buy food up here where we went to. We went to this the main sporting goods store there and mm. they had like, it was a horrible selection. I was like, this is going to be rough. And then my buddy was like, well, sometimes those forest service cabins are pretty stocked. And so, and you have weight flying out, you kind of float plane lands there and you, you're right by that cabin. So we ended up going to Safeway and just buying a bunch of like heavy food, food that I wouldn't yeah. normally backpack with. Like, you know, you Comfort could, food. Yeah, exactly. Pop tarts and all kinds of healthy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we got geared up, got our tags. Um, the Kodiak changed. So historically, you've been able to buy multiple tags. A non-resident could buy three tags. Mm-hmm. Um, some areas in Alaska, I believe it's five tags for non-resident for Sitka Blacktail, depending on the population. But this year, they cut it back to one. So, kind of changed the. It, it was different. You, it's, it's, I guess technically it's more expensive because once you buy your hunting license, the tags were relatively inexpensive. And if you divide the, you know, your, all your costs for your flights and everything, your hunt per deer gets a lot cheaper when you get three versus one. But, right. um, but we got one tag, which was, which was fine with me. We flew out. Um, it's so Saturday. Yeah. So we stayed at, stayed the night there Friday night. And then yep. we were supposed to fly out like two, three o'clock on Saturday. Right. That's when they could yep. fit us in. Yep. And we were kind of waiting on weather and stuff. And I know we got up, we got up pretty early Saturday morning, had breakfast. Yep. We were just kind of sitting around doing some work on the laptops and stuff. And then they called at like eight thirty in the morning, which is yeah, what an hour before light was it? Oh you know? yeah, I mean the light it was dark. Yeah, it was definitely dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was like, dude, I remember like the like that's when it became like 
really real for me. It was like, okay, yeah, they called and you looked at me and you're like, they're going to be here in a half hour. Let's go. Yeah. And like, which is awesome oh, because we're, <laughs> we're sitting there like in my, I've had a lot of de- delayed flights and Alaska is known for that. Like it's the worst. Um, and so I was fully prepared to be studying that hotel all day and flying out Saturday late or flying out Sunday. Or, I mean, I was, I try to go into these ones pretty open-minded because when you get in Alaska in November and December, it's just what happens. And so instead of flying out at two or three, they call you like, Hey, we're going to be there at nine. It was like nine, nine thirty. We'll try, we'll pick yeah. up at nine. We'll try yeah. to fly out at 10 or something. I was like, no way. So we just <laughs> chucked everything together and that was, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm kind of curious. So you said it became more real. Like, Oh, we're actually doing this. Like, I, oh, dude! Like, yeah. I mean, so f- like flying into flying into our Anchorage and then flying into Kodiak, like you know, and I'm I'm sitting in a window seat and I'm looking out. I'm like, man, this is unlike anything I've ever been. Like, I'm a flatlander from the Midwest, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah. And then like like seeing the mountains and the and the, the ocean and and the snow and yeah, uh, I, I dude, it it like it's an unreal feeling for the first time. Um, yeah. You know, where, I don't know, it just feels so much like an adventure. Um, So so then like, all right, we got to go. Like, okay, now I'm, now I'm like, I'm putting on my, you know, I'm I'm no longer putting on like clothes to sit sit around in an airport and like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're gearing up. We're going to head to the woods. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it was like uh, awesome adrenaline rush, right? Like, oh, we're doing this, you know. That's and I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I have no clue what I'm doing at this point. <laughs> yeah, like the long going on, throw the pants, get your hand gear ready, get your right. boots. Like, here we go. So, right. And, so, and I hadn't, and honestly, I hadn't asked a lot of questions going into this because, no. like, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want to sound like an amateur, and I didn't want to drag you down <laughs> I either. Asked, I was like, do you need anything? What do you? Are you good? You're like, yeah. My buddy lined me out with some clothes. I was like, any questions? And I was like, I'll bring. Yeah, we just like I, we were gonna. I was gonna bring my six five PRC. We we're gonna share that. You grabbed a forty five seventy for bears, and. And for like, that's it. Yeah. You didn't ask hardly anything. You're like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I think you're good. I mean, I, and I wasn't too worried because I, you know, we were kind of those forest service cabins. I think would be pretty good, but I made sure you had rain gear and a yep. sleeping bag. I, I knew that. Yeah. Uh, I just had heard yeah. that uh, what Tate and those guys, uh, Tom went up on a, their moose hunt and didn't take a sleeping bag. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> he did what? <laughs> so we covered the basics. So we, we avoided that situation. <laughs> but, um, but, um, yeah, so then we, yeah, we rolled it. Shape picks up little shuttle, roll down to the, roll down to the, uh, uh, kind of the float plane docks or I don't know what's called yep. a marina for yep. float planes. And man, we had weather, like you said, flying into Anchorage was, or flying into Kodiak from Anchorage, um, you know, it was clear enough to see there's a lot of snow up in the mountains and it, and you know, it was snowing off and on down, you know, all the way to the water. And it's just, I've been up there earlier in the year and it's always, Kodiak's always cool, but um, well, Alaska is always pretty cool, but, um, late in the year is it adds an extra element of like, y- you gotta be a little, you can't get soaking wet and, and, and live out there. Like maybe you could early where it's always raining and you're like, okay, it's 50 degrees and it rains all the time. Now it's snowing. Now it's cold. Like, and it looks really rugged and really, really cool. And the lighting was, we had clear enough weather to see the mountains and stuff, which doesn't always happen. So I was like, okay, this is this is pretty cool. Sinking in for me a little bit. And I had mentioned to Ken, 
you know, I've been fortunate and been able to go on a lot of really cool adventures. And as much as I don't want to take anything for granted, I think it's human nature to, mm. I've been on a lot of those flights and every time I love them, I take pictures of the planes. I think they're super cool. I love the pilot stories. I love <clears throat> just all that history of that rugged country and the planes, but you do, you, you just, it's like your first match. Everything's super exciting. You go to a bunch of matches and you just kind of get used to it. And that's why I love seeing as much as I still love it. I love seeing it from, you know, from Ken and being, he's like, Whoa, look at this and look at this and things that (laughs) I don't necessarily, uh, maybe I take for granted a little bit, which, so that was really fun for me is like, well, we're going to hike up this or do this. And and it was, uh, I really liked that. It was like kind of fresh eyes for me and a good reminder of, of, of all that. So that was, that was cool. But at this, at this point, uh, I mean, like taking off on a float plane is like, especially in Alaska, there's mountains covered in snow around us and we're going to go out for two to seven days or longer if we get yeah. snowed in or whatever, you know, yeah. like this is and, and like, I don't even have a return trip yeah. to go home. Right. Like yep. this is by far the wildest thing I've ever done. Right? <laughs> I think I kept, I kept repeating that. It's like, yeah. I, you know, I what are it. we doing here? You know, like it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, This is the craziest thing I've ever done. I'm like, sweet. Right on. Let's go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. um, we, well, we jump on the plane, load up, um, you can fly with a lot of weight on those planes and we weren't yeah. even close. Like they, we heard stories of guys flying out all kinds of stuff. So like we were like, man, pounds. we should have, we should have flown out more stuff, but we didn't. And we went out pretty light, which was easy. It makes for easy for the pilot for takeoff and landing. If the winds are weird, but, um, pretty yeah, uneventful the- flight out there. I mean, a little bumpy over the, some of the tops of the mountains. Um, but nothing, I don't think it was anything too bad. We kind of went no. around right before we landed, yeah. we kind of hit that. Was it snow or rain? Kind of a thick, yeah, we 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 flew through like a a snow squall, and like I it, so I was sitting in the front seat at this point, yeah, next to the pilot, near in the back, kind of you know mm-hmm. videoing and stuff, whatever. And yep. I like I'm I can tell our trajectory, and we're heading right towards this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not Wall a cloud, like it's, there's, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like we're gonna like we're in this tiny ass plane, we're gonna fly into the snowstorm, yeah, and and the pilot's like totally calm and comfortable and he kind of looks at me and he's like yeah, a little bit of a snow squall will go through here yeah but he said it with so much confidence i'm like i guess we're gonna be okay you <laughs> yeah, know i hope so but it turned out yeah, and it turned out to be nothing but yeah. like you know like <laughs> as to experience like all oh, of this yeah. new stuff you know yeah yeah but but yeah so we i mean we did get a good look coming in kind of over the areas we we're going to hunt right mm-hmm. like yep. we knew kind of the valley that we would we would probably uh end up in and yep. we knew the you know the the mountain or big hill or whatever it is that we were going to climb over and mm-hmm. we kind of got a good look at all sides of that so that was kind of nice yeah yeah <clears throat> absolutely um so uh let's see we land boat you can <laughs> pull up right to the it's kind of this big finger bay that goes in so it's pretty you're not landing on the ocean it's a bay it's protected um and you kind of just taxi the plane right up onto this rock beach and the, this little forest service cabin sitting right there and you can they're all over well they're all over alaska there's a handful on kodiak and you can you can reserve them they're pretty inexpensive there's um but it was nice we rolled up there threw our gear in there they ha- i mean that one had like a, an outhouse it had a little shack to put meat in to keep it you know keep mm-hmm. the meat cooler and away from you and the bears and that whole deal and the cabin was nice it was up kind of up on stilts and a couple yeah. of bunk beds. It had a little kitchen. I mean, there's no running water or anything, obviously, but some counters, had a table. Um, 
very clean. I was like, hey, yeah. this is sweet. Had windows up, you know, out the front overlooking the bay, a little little deck thing. Like, I was like, hey, this is about as nice a place I've ever stayed. Yeah, so no joke. I was ready to no stay joke. in a tent. You know, that was my initial. <laughs> I was like, going to get dropped off, sleep in a tent for four or five days and pack the sucker out. And I was, that was kind of my DIY thing I was doing. It turned into a pretty fun um, pretty fun deal. And and it, the best thing was we flew out some uh, 10 gallons of diesel and it's got a little oil drip heater thing. So we fill the tank up outside yeah. and turn that sucker on low and leave it on the whole time we were there. And it, you know, it, cause it was down in the, was it teens? I think it was yeah teens, upper, t- lower twenties. I can't remember exactly, but it was cold yeah. and, and you kind of leave that thing. So you come in and it's, it's nice. It's not 80 degrees, but it's, it's comfortable, super comfortable. Yeah, so. it dries your stuff out. Yeah, it was that really, was the biggest thing. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had some wet days. So um, I mean, I don't know. We could we could play. We've already been on for an hour, so let's. We'll, we need to speed this up a little bit, but we could play by play this forever. But so we're going. We land. Um, things actually went very very well. I'm like yeah. you said. I was ready for a week and working around weather, and I really 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 wanted to wanted to get a deer. Um, it had been a rough year on Kodiak. Um, just, they don't know if it was a rough winter or just the way where the deer were, they moved down early, were hard to find, but no one had killed. Um, hadn't had a whole lot of luck on Kodiak. I talked to a lot of people that were up there that year and they're like, man, this was the hardest year we've ever had. We actually hunted for, you know, a week and never killed anything and passed on some little deer, but you know, back in long story short, like it just a rough, an abnormally rough year on Kodiak. So I've been hearing this. I'm like, well, we'll find a buck. Um, but I was looking for a buck and then we, we go up, we hike up straight, kind of straight up. It was kind of nasty, like devil's club and grass and kind of a nasty little climb. And we couldn't find, there was supposed to be a kind of a trail up there and we kind of found little (laughs) pieces of it. But when you're, you're kind of hiking in the dark with a headlamp and there's some little bit of snow on the grass and you're and I feel like we kind of hit the trail every once in a while, but we never really did find a. Trail. Right. We kind of made our own up the little cliff face thing. That, that, yeah, that uh, was dude. <laughs> it was a little sketchy, but yeah, there was there was uh, I don't know ten or fifteen feet where we had to climb. You know, wearing packs, carrying rifles, and yep. like it. It actually was to me. It was sketchy as hell at first. The first yeah. of four or three climbs that we did on it, but yeah, um, you know, it's icy, snow covered rock yep there's a 50 foot drop off like if you yeah. fell backwards you <laughs> yeah. know hopefully the alders will catch you but yeah it yeah. would have hurt it would have hurt but yeah so we yeah. kind of worked our way up that and then we ended up like pretty early on we we saw i was the first day we actually we got up there yep. like man i hope we see a deer and we, we look glass and glass and we're like there's a deer okay we're, we're yeah. gonna, we see deer but there's a, <laughs> and we found two good bucks and i was like those were good bucks. And we filmed, I filmed them. They were, they were a oh, thousand yards away. We're like, okay, we'll hunt those in the yeah. morning. Um, well, and make, at the, make a move at, at on this them. point. Yeah. We, so we, yeah, we landed, got our gear situated and we're like, we're just going to take the forty-five seventy for bear. Cause we can't hunt. We can't deer hunt the day we fly in. Right. Yeah. So we were just going to so, glass a little, just poke around yeah. a little bit, look around, not hunting. Cause you're, yeah. you generally, you can't hunt, you know, 12 hours after you fly or anything. 
Yeah. And so we're not hunting and we're just kind of looking around, looking for trails, looking for bear. We found some, we never did see a bear, but we saw some pretty big bear tracks. <laughs> One real, <laughs> yeah, like real a, big set of bear tracks. Like immediately. Pretty as quick, soon as we were yeah. on top of the hill, it's like, oh, there's bear track. Like, yep. oh my God. No. <laughs> I and, can and tell you're like, you're like, ooh, <laughs> looking well, around. All, all I had told me before we went up there, like, man, head on a swivel. Yeah. yeah like, you know, <laughs> that was the cough. Sure. Head on a swivel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so it's cut those pretty it, early. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of found our spot like probably two three hours after landing. You know, we were glassing and we we're overlooking a couple mile stretch of like valley bottom, right? That that had yeah. some good cover, some good trees. Yep. You know, some beaver ponds down the bottom. We kind of climbed. It's kind of it's a couple of ridges, but there's a big valley. We climbed roughly. It was eight hundred to thousand feet, I think. I can't yeah. somewhere up there, kind of straight up. Took always took longer than I th- thought it was going to every single day, and then you get yeah. up there, and then you look back down to your hard left, and it's kind of this big long valley that runs off the head of the bay. Kind of these they, kind of these beaver ponds are kind of hung up, and they, they're kind of hanging valleys a little bit because there's big valleys in the end. They dump down in the bay probably another three four hundred feet, yeah. And so we were looking these big drainages, and so we're up there, we're not hunting deer, and we see these a bunch of deer. You know, we're just kind of yeah. exploring without without our hunting gun. And we're like, oh man. Well, so then I take we take take some videos of them on the through the spotters, and we're looking. I'm like, those are good deer. Like, I'd be thrilled yeah. with two good three points. And well, with eye guards, you know, I, where what you what do you call that? An eight point over there? <laughs> they yeah, it'd be an eight pointer in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. So over yeah, here, yeah. they're you know they're three by threes with eye guards, like good looking deer, yep. like yeah. good sick deer. And so we go back, and um, I'm well, zoom- we saw with, three of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but, oh, yeah, because that one Dude. bedded hard down on the right. Yeah. Yep, that was a decent buck, too. Um, a tiny, probably a tiny bit smaller than the, the two the, the two bigger ones. And then and we saw some little forked horns and does. Yep. And we actually saw a lot of deer. I was like, this is this is pretty cool. I was, yeah. And so I was excited because I had a lot of, I was, like, kind of stressed. Like I, It's a quick trip. I really would like to get this the way, I'd like to get this for the hunt. It sounded just... I, I wanted to get that ammo kill because we the schedule for this year to hunt hopefully my last two um, uh, animals for the 29. So I kind of want to get that done. So it freed up for these last two schedule wise. And so I kind of had this big relief. Um, we're like, okay, well, we got, we do we glass almost till dark. We, we tried to walk mm-hmm. down. I think we walked down mostly in the light that night. Yep. Um, yeah. Try to find a way to get down, down to the water so we can take a shoreline back yep. and not have to climb or not have to climb down what we climbed up, which would be like infinitely more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's kind of cool. The way it worked out is you can't walk, you can't walk the shoreline at high tide. Um, there, it's too, it's like cliffs down to the water, but at low tide, it goes way out and it's awesome walking on the beach. So we would always time it to drop wherever we drop down on. Um, and it ended up, we ended up dropping down kind of at the head of the bay and walking at one or two miles, just in the in the on the gravel mud just you know on low tide ground which was which was nice so mm-hmm. these big steep drops off and then uh walking back to the cabin that way so we did that um that worked out well and then i'm it's reading so, the yeah. oh go ahead no i was gonna say we saw some pretty cool stuff too on the way back like uh uh cross fox or arctic fox right oh yeah yeah like yeah along the lake shore and then or the yep. no, lake shore the yeah. <laughs> the bay the ocean yep um some sea otters, what you know, oh, harlequin ducks crazy. and stuff. Like it was 
awesome. Yeah, lots of sea yeah. ducks, lots of wildlife. Yeah. Um, yeah, the otters were cool. Giant sea otters. They were they were pretty cool. But yeah, yeah that was cool. Fox was out there running around trying to get something. But they're kind of like this yeah. blackish, grayish black. There's, there's a few different color phases up there, but those foxes are cool. And we could mm. we could legally shoot those. We didn't we didn't we didn't shoot. Well, we only had the forty five seventy. So that first night, and then <laughs> the other one, they ended up kind of being almost a pet fox, kind of living under the meat shack. I could have killed that one day and I was, I was just, I didn't, he was a pet. I was like, nah, he's, he's pretty cool. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so we, we get back that night and I'm looking, I'm zooming in on these things and I see this big sticker off this buck. I was like, which is a, like between its eye guard and it's, ma- you know, on its main beam, it had this yeah. flyer. I was Watching like, no video, way. Yeah. I was like, holy cow, look at this. And I was all getting all excited and zooming in on this, this other buck that had a kind of a hurt leg. We called him limpy or gampy or whatever we ended up yeah. <laughs> going back yeah. and forth between but he was a great you know a great three by you know three by three pretty similar frames just one had the flyer one didn't and um yeah and um and so i'm i'm reading i'm reading rags and stuff which i should have done before i probably shouldn't be talking about all this i should have been more clear <laughs> on the fly time and for whatever reason for you guys going to go up there in the future you can hunt deer there's no waiting limit from flying to hunting so we could have been hunting the deer the very first night so when you guys go up there keep that yeah. in mind don't be like me <laughs> yeah. so, and we had dude we had beautiful weather oh like, it was gorgeous and in, in, in retrospect where they were at like we probably could have yep could have got down within four or 500 yards and had yep. a little bit of elevation on them and would have been perfect. Like it, yeah. And it was like hardly any wind. Like it yep. would have been, a, it <laughs> would have been an easier hunt yep. and we would have been done in half a day. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah. it worked out. I'm really glad the way it worked out. It made for definitely more memorable for me because I had, <laughs> I missed, I missed first time I've missed an animal in a long time. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But so anyway, we get down, I was like, no way, Ken. And anyway, so I was okay, whatever. If we'll go after him tomorrow, hopefully see him. And I get all like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope we see him again. I hope he doesn't leave. And, <laughs> and Ken's like, oh, it's fine. Whatever. We'll, we'll be good. And I was like, what do you want to shoot? He's like, I don't care. He goes, I, he goes, you shoot what you want to shoot. And I mean, you were the whole time you're like, you do what you want to do and I'll do whatever. He goes, I don't even if i don't get a deer i don't even yeah. i like to get one but i'm just this is an adventure and you were like you were super laid back about all that the whole time and, yeah and i was just i was just focused on making sure you got number 27 you were you were it was fun it was you were super yeah. cool about it and no no pressure at all you're like hey if it works out it works out and if not whatever um so i don't i mean <laughs> so uh, all right so next morning yeah, yeah we we, we wake up and it's like, it's warmer out. I think it was like 25, 27 yeah. and it is like spitting sleet, rain, yep. garbage. We're blowing and, wet. Yep. Yep. And we're like, I think sun came up at like nine thirty, So we tried to get up. We tried to get it to the top of the, uh, the mountain behind us. I think we were aiming for like nine, nine thirty, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't, so, I wasn't totally sure. It, and it was extra dark that morning. I was like, man, I can't see my hand when you walk outside. And so I was like, well, I guess we'll push off a little bit. Cause we were still like, right. we, I think we cut those bear tracks the day before we didn't really have a trail. And I'm like, I was like, I'd like to be able to see a little bit in the bear department. Um, <laughs> just, just to, just to be a little smart. I, I didn't want to go just by headlamp on the first day. We hadn't found the trail. And so we're kind of kicking around there, but I think we got up there. We got up there pretty, we were a little bit late up top that day, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and so we, yeah, we climb up and again, it's like icy. We climb this rock face. I'm 
way nervous, but I'm just trying to be cool. And I, I, well, John, John's cool. climbing this. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you got way more gear than I have. You probably have another 20 pounds of stuff with you because of the camera yeah, and spotter and yeah. yeah, whatever. So I don't know. We, we, we make it up and it's like kind of no problem. A little bit of a confidence builder. I'm like, all right, I've been over that twice. We should yep. be good now, you know? And, yep. and get to the top and we're soaking wet, right? Like, oh, cause yeah. we, like it's warmer, but it's still icy and we're getting kind of rained on. Um, man, I remember like we got to that top of that first one. I'm like, man, I'm really hot. Mm-hmm. You know, to the top of the first pass and then like climb over the next one. As soon as we get over that next one, it's like the wind hit us right in the face. It was ripping. And it was yeah. cold up there. And it was cold there. And I am soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, that's the catch-22 of hiking in the rain. You either keep your rain gear on and you get soaked from sweat or you take it off and you're soaked from rain. Like, there's no good way to do it unless you just – you're, like, literally still hunting. Like, a couple steps, wait, a couple steps, wait. You can move around it oh, like geez. that. But we're trying to get to the top. Like, we got to go. So you're not – you're going to get wet one way or the other, which it is what it is. <laughs> Dude, I, I've never experienced this. Like, in – I growing up in Midwest, like hunting is like you overdress and you walk out to a hunting blind, you get in there, you're warm, you know, you're probably hot from the walk out, but you're dressed to sit there all day and not move. And yeah, yeah. and here I am literally standing on top of this mountain with you and you're you're excited to start glassing. Yeah. And I, I'm literally thinking this is where I'm gonna freeze to death. I'm like <laughs> either either I'm gonna freeze to death or I'm going to have to go back to the cabin. I get eaten by a bear on the way back to the cabin. Like this is like a no win situation for me. But yeah. uh, so, kids texting so his like, goodbyes to Missy. Okay. It's been real. Yeah. So you're like, Oh, that's no problem. We'll just set up a little bit of a, a, a tarp or whatever. We'll climb onto the tarp and just, you know, get down to base layers and then put on the puffies. We'll be fine. You know? And I'm like, I, I don't see it, man, but like, I'm starting to shake. Like, uh, whatever I'm following your lead. So yeah, yeah I mean, we climb, uh, set up this little bit of a, a tent or yeah, I carry a little, I carry a little on some hunts. I carry a little 10 by 10 tarp that, and we were head trekking poles. And so what I do, if we're, yeah. if you're ever glassing on any kind of hill, I just, and it was tough cause there was snow. It wasn't the ideal condition, but if you're in like, I just tent stake the back of the tarp down. I throw two trekking poles in the front corners, you know, um, so the back is touching the ground, the front's off, you know, three, four feet, guy line that out. And then you tuck back underneath that and glass down below you. It, it, it didn't work ideal. We had grass and snow and it was really yeah. windy, but at least it keeps some of it off of you to where, uh, keep your glass dry, some guns dry ish and, and some of the moisture off of you. Dude, I, I, I went from thinking I'm going to freeze to death to, I mean, like two minutes underneath there. I'm like, man, I could sit here all day. Like I am more than comfortable and, and, and that's just like lack of experience, right? Like I had no confidence in, in being able to do any of this. And then like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, yeah, just that layering concept is for, I mean, I remember it's been, that's like some things we take for granted, but it's huge. You know, you can hike up, you could literally hike up in like thin long johns and rain gear and hike to the top yeah. and be soaking wet if they're if they're merino wool or again synthetic, you can leave them on damp and throw your puffy pants over them and your rain gear over those, and then you know you, you'll dry those out and you just you know you're working layers. You start hiking, pull a bunch of layers off, shove them in your pack, take off. As soon as you stop, throw them all back on. It's it's a pain to take them on and off, but it'll save your life. <laughs> yeah, no joke. So yeah, but yeah. So we warmed up, start glassing, and then do we see? 
we didn't see him until midday. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah, it was. We we go ask for a couple hours. Saw a couple doe, right? Yep, and then, yep. um, yeah, the one uh, browguard. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was the big, probably twelve thirty one o'clock because I think it was yep. about twelve thirty one o'clock each day. Like all of a sudden they get, they kind of came out of their beds and were more active, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we he came out far away from where we. I mean, same general valley, but it crossed the valley and then kind of up on the hill on the far side. He was yeah. like, he was a long ways away, way too far right, to shoot. Fifteen hundred yards, probably. Yeah, yeah. With the wind blowing and everything else. Yeah. And, and so we kind of talked. I was like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna strip down, layer back down, take off. Um, you can hang out up here. Yeah. Uh, hand signal me in, and I took some pictures of where he was through my phone scope. So I have my phone. I take off sn- crunchy snow. You're making all kinds of noise, but you're far away and the wind's blowing. So get down there. Long story short. Um, I get across to, I was like, he's gotta be right here. And it looks totally different from the, from where we were. It looked like he was yeah. on a good side hill and I could walk right to the base of it and I could look up cause it looked like it would be open enough. Well, and I, I should know this by now, but got over there. The, the pitch of the hill was flatter. So all I'm looking at is a wall of brush and I know he's right there, but I cannot find him. And so right. I look back at Ken and Ken's like thumbs up or he's right there. And, I, and I'm like, and we're trying to communicate. We're dumb. We hadn't changed our, we had in reaches. And so we could have in reached each other and talked a little bit, but we got that sorted out later. But so I'm going back and forth trying to get an angle. Cause I know where he's bedded down in this little patch. I've got it pinpointed. Can't find him. Can't find him. Can't find him. And finally I'm like, I know he's right here. Um, yeah. And I, I'd watched the whole thing unfold. Like you'd, you'd walk, you know, gone down and trying to find like a little elevated position to see in. And yep. like, I could tell like, that's not working out for you, you know, yep. but like I kept giving you a thumbs up. Like, yeah, he's still in the same spot, you know, we're like a thousand yards apart. Yeah. I'm yep. up this hill watching this whole movie unfold. And you're like, why does he need to shoot it? He's right there. And I, I can't well, see well, anything. He, yeah, he was behind. He, he'd walked behind. He'd gone from like this open area and walked behind this huge pine. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't come out. But like he had, like it looked like he was he was just going to walk behind this thing, come out like five minutes later. And it's like five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. And you keep getting closer. And it looks like in, from my perspective at you know, at 1100 yards now away, I'm yeah. like, man, he's like 50 yards away from this thing, from yeah. this tree. Yeah. And I was, two and fi- I, I was 250, but I, <laughs> yeah. but I knew he was there. Yeah. And so I, I kept, I kept moving it. It's just flat. And I saw this bump under the snow. I was like, man, I hope that's a rock. So I could just at least stand on a rock and get a little bit more elevation. And I got up to it. I was just walking really like, take a step and wait. Cause it's crunchy. Mm-hmm. Take a step and wait. Got to there, kick. Yeah. Put my foot. Out. Okay. That's a rock. I stood up on it. I bet I stood there for 20 seconds and I saw movement kind of in this pine brush where, where I had last seen him. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so I, I dropped down and I knew it was a, it was just super, the snow was, the snow was like knee deep ish, depending on where you were. And so I dropped down, pulled the bipod all the way out and tried to get my pack. I, and he's, and he's, he knows something up. So he's running. I don't even, I don't even rain. I don't do anything. I just saw around in and I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to get around in while he's moving. <laughs> and I lay down and when I dropped down, my pack rolled up over my head, shoved my head in the snow. I was like, come on, flip my pack off, throw it around, <laughs> throw my gun on it. Cause my bipod's sinking. Like it was, it was seconds and everything. It was just a cluster. So he moves. I take a shot like right when he's going through some brush. And I think I hit brush on the first shot. And then, um, the, I took, two or three shots. I don't even remember. I took a couple like not great shots just trying to get, I mean, 
I felt good enough yeah. to take him, but I missed. So it is what it is. I haven't missed an animal in a long time. <laughs> and it was, it was, it, but it was a not. It was like a not a great situation. But I was like, I got to get a bolt in this thing. I'll finish him off quick. We got good snow. It's gonna be easy to track him. And last shot, he, he pauses, and I break a good shot, and I'm like, boom! I didn't hear it go smack. I didn't hear nothing. I was like, how did that? I was just dumbfounded. I was like, because I, I, I <laughs> out of the out of my shots, that one I was like 100. percent He's he was uh, he was going straight away, and he looked back. And I just put it right, paused, right on his yeah. neck. I was like, okay, I got all that elevation to hit him on. Wind's kind of wind's not bad. It's a little bit left to right down the bottom, but it wasn't much. And I was like, that had to be a hit. So I shoot, dig some animal pack, hike up there. It takes a while to get up there. And you're like, you're like waving your hands like, go, go. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm like going as fast as I can, post-holing up to my <laughs> knees and, and higher on some of, the, some of the drifts. And so I'm going up there, and I get to that spot, and there's just hair on the ground. And I was like, no way. And there's not a speck. There's not a speck of blood. I look around. I was like, no way. I just cut hair. I was like, oh. And so I take <laughs> off. And I'm falling. His tracks are clear as day. I mean, just take off. And I get up. And I see him move on this ridge. I range the ridge. It was six, like 602 or 590. It was right around 600 yards. And um, he's moving up this ridge. I drop down prone, dial, rack, rack a shell. And I'm like, I'm, I, let's see, I spun my turret. And I gr- and then I start squeezing trigger like it's happening so fast. And he steps over the hill. I'm like, and I was going like I, mean, I was, <laughs> I was going fast. And I was like, he's gone. And then I, we, hand, I don't know, hand signal whatever to you. And you're and you're like, nah, gone. And he was by then he was running. He knew I was chasing him, and he was he just left the valley. And I was like, no way, dude. And I had for- blown up the valley. <sighs> I would walk oh. right through the middle of it. <laughs> like I I just was like. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was I was yeah. I was like this is not good. I was yeah. I didn't like it. So, um Dude, and, and from my perspective, I'm I'm like up this hillside, you know, I got a whole view of this whole valley yeah. and you know, we start on the right side, you'd gone like down into the right and I cut everything off on the right edge yep. and then went right up all the way to the other side and you know, I watch you take three shots, hear yep. the shots, yep. watch it, don't even flinch. Yep. And, yeah. you know, and the thing just, I, I probably watch that deer and you travel for another mile. And then yep. finally you gave up and I watched the deer go for another mile. Like, and it just. Yeah. Like, and I, I never saw it again. I mean, it's on the side uh, hill with alders and you can't see. I mean, it's got to be in the open. As soon as they step in anything, they're gone. I mean, it was, yeah. there's no way I could keep up or. I mean, there's just no chance. He was he he knew something was up. At first, the first few shots, he didn't know what was going on, and he no, was just kind of no, walking. He, and like, what what? And then by the time he saw me that second time, he knew I was following him, and he was and he was he was out. Yeah, of there. You, you could kind of tell these deer don't get a lot of pressure, no, right? No. And and you know, with the with the snow being down and this kind of black spot, and I'm looking, I you know, yep. even with 12 power bino, it's like I watch this thing go for like two miles in and out of alders, and <laughs> yeah. like it was just he like, gone. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's never coming back, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty much we kind of walked down and kind of met up in the bottom somewhere. Yeah. That was kind of end of day. Uh, hiked all the way out. I'm pretty bummed. I'm like, how in the world? Like 200, <laughs> 250 yards. How did that just happen? I'm still racking my brain. Is my gun off? I was like, I said, like, my gun's not off. I just didn't something. First couple shots, I was like, okay, whatever. They were, you know, it it was not it was less than ideal. That last shot, though, I was pretty confident he should be dead. Um, yeah. We're going around, going around, but then we get back after dark. I can't. I didn't check my gun, and we left before dark the next day. I was like, I was, I was like, I was pretty confident this gun. I was like, I, the gun's on. Something happened. I did. I 
it's my fault. I was, I was, I was, that's what I was believing. Cause I was like, I don't want to question the gun. Cause we, right. we're going to get another opportunity, but I was pretty right. down. You're like, Hey, it's, we're, we're going to get him. I was like, I was like, ah, I know, but that <laughs> I blew that. That deer is gone. I mean, any other hunting situation ever with deer, like the deer is gone. Like he's, there's oh, a yeah. ton of good ground up there. There's deer spread all over. There's no reason for him to come back. It's, I was like, he's gone. And Especially like, during the daylight. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in, in the Midwest, like that deer is nocturnal, like yep. for the next two months, yep. like after something like that. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and, and and we just like we we blew up this entire valley at this point. Oh, like yeah. we, you know, you shot from one end to the other. Yep. <laughs> the deer ran from one end to the other, and then we met up and we walked all the way through it. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Right down I mean, the gut, <laughs> just to get out <laughs> down to the head of that bay to walk out at low tide, and you're just mm-hmm. you know you're like okay, like well we'll keep looking and so let's try um, it again yeah get back i was i was bummed and uh we you know we had uh um just chilled i mean made some yeah. food crashed out it was kind of weird it does it gets it's dark a lot so it's like okay when do you go to bed when you get up like it was kind of funny the the daylight situation up there but um yeah next day um rinse and repeat all right let's go back up the mountain see what we can see or no was it the was it the yeah, very next yeah. day? Man, with this yeah, hunt went very, next day, very yeah. well. Yeah, it, it worked was, out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, uh, we, so we woke up and it was, it was clear out that, yeah. that morning yeah. and we got on, we, we, we got on our feet and out of there probably by seven thirty. I think we were probably two hours before daylight. Yeah. Um, 20 degrees. Uh, and again, there's, at this point, there's 10 or 12 inches of snow on the ground. Yep. Um, climbed up over the mountain. And actually, like, third time, like, seemed easier, yeah, right? every time uh, a little bit better. <laughs> a little bit better, right? Yeah, both in technicality, getting over the rock faces, and then, uh, you know, kind of, we kind of had a route. We we knew where we were going. And then, yep. so we, we break over the, the final ridge, and then... And, and, you know, we got like a hundred yards before we get to our, kind of our, our glassing spot and it's, yep. it's cooler, it's cold, but it, yep. we were dry at least. And yeah, so we get up there and the wind's whipping and like, all right, well, it's, you know, yeah, it was blowing go- harder that morning up there. Yeah, it was cold. And, yeah. and so I like, went all the way down the base layers and then, and then layered back up to sit for, you know, I, I, I mean, we were planning to sit till like midday when, yeah, when whatever. the deer came out. Yeah. So <laughs> we spend all this time. I mean, probably 20 minutes getting set up and then, yep. uh, I'm still, I, you know, I, I'm slow. I'm getting, get all my shit together. <laughs> you, you sit down and you glass for 10 Dude, seconds. Nothing. It was crazy. <laughs> and I was like, I got a deer and instantly he, it wasn't even in the wide open snow. I mean, there was snow on the ground, but he, I was just like, I just, I set my spotter down bottom of the Valley. Actually, like on the right where we walk through, like right in the middle of the valley, yeah. and there's a deer in the middle of it. And I'm looking. I was like, I got a deer, and then, and I look. I was like, it's a good buck, and yeah. I look a little bit longer. I was like, dude, it's him. I was Within like, a minute, we knew it. I was yeah. like, it's him. I was like, he's back. He's in the exact <laughs> same spot, like literally the exact same spot. I was like, there's no way that buck yeah. had left for two miles and came all the way back to literally the same spot where we walked through and blew him out. And I was like, no way and then right after that we see a couple of those and then we see your buck and we're like so we got yep. two the two biggest 
the two biggest three by threes down there. I'm like, no way, dude, no way. I was like, <laughs> I was so jacked. I was like, we're I know you never get round twos like that in those kinds of like with, with good yeah. animals. Like that was a, a, definitely in a, a well above average animal. And it just, it just doesn't happen. It seems like, and so, yeah. so here we are, we're like, all right, let's go. So instantly, um, well, well, yeah, I was like, kind of pause for a second. Like, yeah, let's not make yesterday happen again. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, you know, and, the, and at this point, the wind is blowing left to right, right? Yeah. So, like, no, we got right to get down there. We got to go down below yeah, the right base side. Yep. 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 Not that so that means have, anybody we, to anybody listening, but there you go. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So, we, we, have, we, yeah, we have a side that we can pick. And it's yep. like, how do we how do we get kind of down to that position? Because he was not in like, a good spot. Yeah. It was in the flat. No. And the flat sucks down there. Because you get down there and you can't see anything. And we knew it. I was like, man, I don't like this. Like, Yeah, the alders are like, five feet high, six feet high yep. and there's pines like, yep. and all, all sorts of little valleys. No, and there's a couple knolls here and there, but there isn't anything that you can go down and be like, yeah, we're going to climb on top of that and be able to see anything. Yeah, nothing at all. Right. So yeah, I think we went maybe two, 300 yards yep. and kept an eye on them. They were still in the same spot. We kind of got some landmarks, took some yep. pictures so that we could kind of yep. see. And then, man, that was like the race is on. Like we got to get, yeah, four no. or five hundred yards downwind of them. Yep, and hopefully see something. Right? Yeah, we didn't. There was no good plan. I was like, I don't like this. I was like, we'll just, like you said, we'll go downwind. We'll kind of crawl back up the valley and hopefully see something. And I think my butt yeah. came back. There was a doe. He was hanging around. It was a, it was late. I should, rut should be over, but there was maybe a doe coming in. But that's why my butt came back, and he was back on this one doe. And we're yeah. like, okay, maybe we can get eyes on that doe and we'll hunt. My buck was, was downwind from your buck. I was like, I'll hunt this and then hopefully we'll shoot it, swap guns. You chase that one and we'll just, you know, I, that's a pretty tall order. <laughs> but I, <laughs> it's you a know, boondoggle at that point. Exactly. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so we get, we, yeah, so we drop down, we get up in there and it's, it's like, um, you can't see shit. You can't see no, nothing. Yeah. The, like there's a couple windows where you could kind of see a few hundred yards and, I mean, we, we yeah. kind of found a little bit of a spot that was kind of a little bit raised up and we start glassing and it's like, well, wow, there's, there, yeah. there's that doe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah. there we go. We, yeah, we're just looking and then we just see this, we see these legs or like kind of just, I was like, oh, you know, we got this deer right here and it's, it's a hundred, 200, 250 yards or something. Yeah. And we're looking yeah. and looking and then all of a sudden I see. I see horns and I'm like, I, I got him. I got him. Cause he's down to the left, <laughs> but there's no shot. Like I can't, he's moving. I've got no, I don't have a shot. I, so I move up the hill a little bit. I th- you had your really right stuff. I had my little glassing tripod. You had the bigger tripod. We kind of shared yep. gear. Um, yep. and so I snagged your tripod, left you mine. Um, yeah. Um, you, so, so at this to, point, yeah, you're going to move. You're trying to find a better spot, right? Yeah. And I thought I saw just, like a knoll up to the left where I was like, it's, it's like maybe it's 10 feet higher and it looks like it's bare enough to where I could maybe lay prone there and see without the elders in my way. So I was moving towards that. Yep. Um, and then I, I kind of, st- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of, I kind of stay put at, at this point we can in reach each other. So yep. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I still see the dough. The dough is better down. It doesn't seem alarmed. It's just sitting there and you know, I'm 250, 300 yards. And, and, uh, the position you were in, we're, we're, we're trying to like triangulate where this thing was. And I'm like, it's, it, we saw it walk just past that pine tree, right? Or it's like walking right into that pine. Yep. And then you in reach back, you're like, I'm on him. 
Yeah. I think it's him. Maybe it's him. Yeah. Yo, it's definitely him. Maybe I had moved him. around and lost him for probably <laughs> 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, man, I, I know he's here. I know we haven't blown him out. The wind's good, but you know, we could sit here till dark really easy and never see him. And I keep moving in and keep moving in. And I just, I got so lucky. I literally, I set my spotter up my, at like on 20, 20, 30 power and just started scanning this wall of brush at like 120, 170 yards. And I'm just picking it apart. And I see, I see this, I see the nose. I see like five, four or five inches of a nose in this pine tree, like 160 yards. And I can see him chewing. He's, he's bedded down. Well, I didn't know he's bedded down, but he was. And he's just sitting there chewing. And I can see his mouth opening and closing. I was like, I got a deer and I was like, it's sure it looks like a buck. It's a gray nose, but and I didn't see how long did I, I didn't see horns on that deer for an, two hours. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I think it was pushing two hours. You, yeah. You were in that position for about three hours. And yeah. I think you, it was two hours before you texted or in reached, you know, like, Hey, this is him. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's him, you know? I finally and saw horns in the tree move. Obviously, I can't see what it is. I'm just making an assumption at this point. It's got to be him. I ended up, He's got an old gray nose. I'm literally looking at zoomed-in pictures uh, that we filmed of, of, like, markings, and I saw a little <laughs> patch on his neck, the gray patch, turn in the pines, like, a couple hours in. When I, he moved, I saw his horns and his neck for a second. Um, like pieces of his horns, not the whole thing. And I was like, that's the same. That's that throat patch. Gotta that's, be. It's gotta it's be gotta the be. beer. It's gotta be. And so then another hour I'm freezing. I've got every, I've putting on layers. I'm putting on layers. I've got gloves and I'm just like sitting there shaking. I'm like, this guy has got to move. And it, <laughs> was, at this point I, I'd gotten up, I was kind of cold and I yeah. kind of wanted to get a better view. And I'm like, well, if he's on that deer, I want to see if I can. So I kind of circled behind you a few hundred yards and I was trying to go up get a little bit of elevation to see, yeah. see hopefully here. you see the the tree we think he's under yeah and then hopefully see the other deer that we had spotted earlier that morning so 100%. i kind of move up into position i'm and i'm 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 just glassing uh with a set of binos and mm-hmm. i can see you and you're just sitting there looking through a spotter with the rifle deployed ready yep. to go yep. Bipod and all, I, I got my dope <laughs> dialed it wasn't very far um i'm just laying there waiting and waiting and waiting i'm like uh, yeah, so we're, and I don't know where, I, oh, I was, so I've been turning my camera on and filming. I need to post some, I need to post some videos and stuff on social, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've, I'll post some, I'll post some clips and stuff on Facebook here of just, of what I was talking about when his, when his, um, uh, just chewing and what I could see. I'll show you. Okay. So I'm turning my camera on and off. My battery's getting low. I was like. I was like, I don't know that I can, I don't want to risk losing him. And I, he only, if he stood up, he had, if he moved to the left, he was gone. Um, if he stepped down, he went below some brush. And if he stepped out just to the right, there's a, I had like a little four foot opening, um, through the brush where I could shoot through. And I was like, and I, and I thought he would step through. I was facing that way. Naturally he would step up and go forward a little bit. I was like, I hope he does that. If he does, I'm good. If he steps any other direction, I lose him for now. So, um, so, uh, I was running out of battery on my phone. I put my phone up to film again. He was kind of moving. I could get a little restless and I just happened to, I put my phone up and hit play 
And it wasn't a second after I hit play, he stood up. And so I just rolled down in a position. He took one step forward and I dumped him. And I got it on film, which was cool because I wasn't, I couldn't just let it run. My battery would have been dead fast. So, um, because it was cold out. But yeah, I ended up getting the shot and everything. Um, Still never really did see that sticker. I just knew I'm I'm shooting this deer. I'm I'm 90% sure it's him. It ended up being him. Uh, he stood up, boom, down, dead. So my misses before were my fault, 100%. Gun was fine, <laughs> and, <laughs> and just hammered him. Um, it was uh, I was I was jacked. It was a uh, some hunts. It, I was like for sure. Where I was excited. <laughs> you were looking down. I was like yes, yes. I was dancing jacked. around. <laughs> it was pretty. It was entertaining from my point of view because yeah. like I could I could see the whole thing kind of un unwind, you know, and yeah. and I kept kind of going back to the tree, back to you, back to the tree. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, after you shoot, like you're up dancing around, obviously yeah. cold, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> freezing and excited yeah. at the same time. I'm like shaking, yeah. like from just you shivering and then the adrenaline. Like the longer you set on an animal, like if you're hiking, it comes up, you're like, boom. You don't generally have a lot of time to get like pretty wound up. But when like right. if I lay on an animal for hours, like you're like waiting and waiting and waiting. You're like, I can... I, my heart rate will move up a little, a lot more than just like, okay, we're moving, moving. There's a shot. Boom. You know, you got time to kind of get yourself fired up. So, yeah. so I had some adrenaline pumping. So, no, so we were, I rolled down there, you come down the yeah. hill, you get there right after me. We pull it up the hill. I'm going to take some pictures. And then we're like, Hey, I was like, leave your 4570. Here's the six, five. Here's my binos dope programmed him. I said, go kill your buck. I'll start working this up. Cause we were late in the day by then. We're definitely hiking out in the dark. Um, yeah. It's, Three o'clock at this point. Yeah, and it's dark, dark at four thirty. Four, yeah, four four thirty. Yeah. And we're you know we're a long we're hours from the uh, from the cabin, and so um, you you take. I was like, he's there's no reason this buck stayed here the whole time. There's no reason your buck shouldn't be over there somewhere. And but again, <laughs> it's a long shot because we're in flat brushy stuff. It's not like we're in the yeah. mountains looking into an open valley. So so right. you, you take off and yeah, you um, give me. You give me like a little book full of ammo yep. and a three a three round mag, yep. and and at this point I have my RS tripod, which is like a three leg deal that goes pretty high, whatever. Mm. But like, all right, kind of give me you know tutorial on the on your pinos. Like, yep, it just spits out the dope. You know, make sure you lays it good yep. and and just dial and go, man. I'm like, yep, cool. All right, well, yep. and this thing is a boondoggle because <laughs> like. It, it's crunchy snow, right? It's loud. like 10 to 12 inches of crunchy snow. Yep. Um, there's no sneaking. No, no. And, and like, you know, there's, there's, there's some, I don't know, walls of pine or whatever. So I kind of moving, I'm moving around the pines and mm-hmm. I get to a point glass, you know, and I can see like in a lot of these spots, like a hundred yards, you know, maybe 200 yards in some spots. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I'm not going to see shit. Like I'm just pushing deer out at this point. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm at this for maybe a half hour, and I'm probably only probably only a hundred yards from where you'd shot your deer. And I I I pull the binos up and and glass over, and I see three doe, four doe maybe, yep. and the little uh, like four corn that we'd saw on the first day that we were there. And yep. I'm like, well, you know what? That's a buck. Like I. <laughs> You know, if I came here to shoot something, like I can shoot that, like you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I deployed the tripod, and again, like we're at ground level, it's five foot alders probably all around me. Um, 
and I'm like, man, I gotta like uh, this this tripod's gonna be almost full extension yep. on top of snow. Well, especially uh, when you punch through the snow and the grass, it's all this like yeah. tall yellow grass laid over with snow on top of it. So, like when my bipod legs went in the day before, like I did the double pull, narrowed up all the way out as tall as I could go, and I set them through the snow. And they hit the grass, and I wiggled my gun to lock in, and they just dropped through the grass. And I was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barrel all the way in the snow. So you're trying to deploy a tripod on top of all that. Like, yeah. not stable. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you know, so I pull the tripod, and I, I put a bunch of weight on it, shake it. And I'm trying to get this thing to get to, like, ground level, right? And then I throw your rifle up, uh, go to clamp it in. And, of course, like, it's loose in the ARCA clamp, right? Yeah. Like it. It, I mean, it, it clamps it enough to hold it in place, but like I can slide it back and forth. I'm like, yeah. man, like I do not have time at this point. To yeah. You're not going to readjust this. your arc clamp. <laughs> no. So, uh, get it all set up. I laze one more time and this little four corner is at, I don't know, 400 yards, 400 plus or minus a couple yards. And kind of over towards I, the hill going up the hill that we were glassing on initially. Right. Yep. Right. So yep. I got a left to right wind now coming Yep. and I'm, but it's not much. I mean, yep. it was, it was probably a five mile an hour wind down there and I'm yep. like, okay, I, this is a makeable shot. Right. I, yep. I mean, with a six, five PRC yep. tripod. Yeah, we can do this. It's a big, it's a big target. Yep. So, yep. um, so I, I, I hit up the range finder dial, I think 1.5 is what it tells me and yep. get behind the rifle and the, the three doe and this four corn, like just step over this little knoll and it's clear they're walking away from me. Like I, I push them out yeah. and they, they step over this knoll and they're gone. Like, well, yeah. that's probably the last chance I'm going to have out here. Like that's the last <laughs> year I'm going to see. So I, I leave the rifle on the tripod and I'm like, all right, let's, you know, let's at least glass around a little bit. And yep. I glassed maybe a hundred yards to, to my left. And there's, there's a deer that we'd seen that had a little bit of a limp to it. And it's the one that yep. it was a, another big bodied, big yep. mass, good, nice, good nice deer. rack. Absolutely. Good deer. Yep. Right. I see the him. Biggest, the, the biggest, the yeah. second biggest deer of the trip. And by, I mean, if you take the sticker off mine, we're pretty, they're pretty it's similar. Pretty, yeah. Yep. Inches and everything. Yeah. Yep. Yep, for and sure. so I, so I see him and I'm like, man, like that's a makeable shot. I, I range him and he's at like four or five, four ten, something like that. Yeah. So it's, I'm already dialed. I'm like, cool. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I swing over and he's quartered away walking at a decent pace, like uh, away. He pauses for a second, looks back at me and I shoot. And then, you know, I, and I watch, like, I can't really see, you know, cause I'm yeah. shooting off of an extended tripod. So I couldn't yeah. really see like, Man, did it like did it actually hit him or not? And there's enough recoil, yep. and and I'm like, man, and he and he, then he starts walking again. I'm like, oh come on, <laughs> you know, and my my heart no. just falls now because I'm like, that yeah. was a pretty good shot, and he was stopped. Yeah, now so he's then, walking. I know I got two more rounds in the, in the magazine. Yeah. I'm like, okay, send him, you know, and yeah. and I like, well, hold a little bit more wind, and then you know, sent. He's still walking hold a little bit more wind, maybe hold a little high. I don't know. Send another, <laughs> send another. And he's still walking. I'm like, man, what the heck? Like that first shot I know was pretty solid. Like, yeah. and he was paused, like everything, you know, at this point, 
my head is ringing because I didn't put any ear pro in. Oh, no. and, and, and the, <laughs> that was one nice thing about my three hour wait. Plenty of time to put earplugs in. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I, sh- I, I shouldn't um, have left without putting ear pro in. I should have just put them in right away. But, yeah, it's tough. Um, so like, yeah, my left ear is just like, it's ringing uncontrollably. Like it's crazy that, you know, this rifle's got a break on it. Like oh, yeah. it's just crazy. <laughs> so I, I quick pull out. The, the little ammo binder you gave me, I load three more rounds in the mag. Uh, and at this point, the, it had walked behind a good-sized pine tree. It was a good landmark for me, too. I knew where, exactly where it was at. Okay. And if he's walking slow, I'm like, it's gonna, he's going to give me a little bit of time here. And hopefully he kind of quarters a little bit to the right. And then I'll have another good shot. I'll have another good, like, 50 yards where I can, where I can engage him again. Yeah. So reload. Uh, get the rifle back on, pull out the binos. I, I lace the tree and it's at like 420 something. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, it's another couple clicks, you know, an elevation, do that. And I'm ready for him. I watch him walk out from behind this tree and he's just, he's walking slow, but he's still walking. And I'm just like, come on, man, pause. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a second. I don't want to take a moving shot here. Yeah. And he pauses. I shoot, there's enough recoil where I come off target and I, uh, just for a split second and I yep. come back and he's not there. Like, I, I don't see anything. Yeah. Like he's not on the ground. He's not <laughs> running. And I'm like, well, uh, Bear just oh. take it. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> what yeah, happened? Just, yeah. Uh. So, I, you know, and I, so I, I quick, I'm like, all right, pack everything up. You know, I yep. put the, the tripod back together, uh, un- unload the, unload the PRC, throw my pack on and I'm just running. And I'm like, I just want to get to that first spot where I initially shot and, and, and see what, what happened. And so then I, yeah, I get up there and there's uh, right where I knew I shot him is to the left of that tree. And I look and there's fur, there's tissue, there's blood. And I'm like, man, I got him at this point. Right. Like there's, there's no, like there's snow out here. There's no way he's getting away from me. Yep. And, uh, so quick, send you a message because I, I don't know if I'm going to be walking for hours or whatever. Send yeah, you a message. Yeah, so I'm via sitting there taking pictures, trying to hurry up. I'm trying to get this thing. I want to mount it, so I'm caping it out. I'm hurrying. You got to you gotta really clean those carcasses it up, you know, every last thing. So I'm taking pictures for fishing game, taking every last bit of meat off of this thing. And then I hear shots go. I'm like, it's going to be a late night. And then I hear another <laughs> one and another one. I'm like, huh, I wonder what's going on over there. <laughs> this sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, so you're, you're still hiking. Yep. 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 Send you a message. Hey, I got hair, I got fur, uh, blood, whatever. I'm on this thing. And then, yeah. So then I, I just grabbed the, I, I basically set my stuff down. I got your, your binos and your yep. rifle. I'm like, I'm going to go after this thing light. Yep. And like 30 yards later, just after the tree or whatever, there it was, it just keeled over. Nice. And yeah. So That's like so cool. four shots. I th- I do think my first one was my best shot. You yeah. know, it went, it was quartered away. It came in, went through the, went through the lungs. Yep. Um, you know, it was a, you know, a good kill zone shot, whatever. And then one of the other three, uh, hit it in the hind quarters. It actually didn't damage that much meat or whatever, no, it didn't. but so. Did you hit it th- two or it, three times? Two times. Two times. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking three. Yeah. But okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, yeah. And then you like got him. I was like, no way. Right on. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll hurry up. Let's go. <laughs> so, so yeah, then I, 
I so we're probably 500 yards apart at this point, and I so I make my way back to you. Yep. Um, help what help clean up whatever get your pack on you yeah we were just kind of loaded bags. i had everything kind of laid on the snow cooling and then you rolled over pulled the game bags out and you just held them open i chucked back straps all the meat in packed everything up and we're like all right let's go so hiking to yours was the wrong way and i was heavy i was a hundred and hundred and some pounds i don't know how much yeah. but um so i was like we kind of <laughs> cut instead of going straight to you kind of cut you know, across, and I was like, I'll dump my pack kind of in line on the line. We'll hike out, and then we'll walk up to yours with you yeah. know skin and stuff. Because you just walked up, saw yours, and left, and so we had to go take all the skin and stuff up there. Um, yeah, we rolled over there pretty quick, and man, we made quick work of yours. Yeah. You, you dug into it, I dug into it, and we got that thing, we got that thing taken care of real quick. Um, it was like right at dark now. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> yeah, it's and, dark. And uh, I don't know, like this whole valley. We were on kind of one end of the valley, and we had to walk to the other end, which was all downwind. We had just cleaned up these two animals, and yep. it's like, man, for any bear out here, like this yep. valley, it's just got to be, I mean, it's got to smell like a complete buffet, right? Yeah, like, yeah. wind's blowing straight down all the way from us down to the bay, like the, the route we're taking the whole way. It's probably, what was it, a couple miles down to the bay, and then a couple more miles to camp, something like yep. that. Yeah. So, um <laughs> Yeah, that was, and it's dark, and you're like, huh, you know, it's, and we hadn't, I've been happy, because we've been glassing for two, three days now, I guess three, and and had not seen a bear, and I was like, right. okay, I felt a lot better by then than I did the very first morning when we cut those giant tracks. It was a big boar track, too. I was like, okay, that's a big, I've, that's a big track, and so, but we had been three <laughs> days, and I hadn't seen, I was like, okay, cool, hopefully, because we're right where they den up, we're like right on the median hibernation kind of dates where they're denning up, so just Hopefully. out or just going in and you don't really want to catch them just going in. Cause generally they're, they're hungry and they're fattening up for the winter and stuff like that. So, um, I, I, you still, when it's dark and you got me on your back and you're on Kodiak, you still kind of have it in the back of your head. Like oh, I'd rather not run into a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, dude, I've never been in any, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Like I've never had a hundred pound pack on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're, you know, again, all lines, message to me like head on a swivel man you know i'm carrying a 45 70 like yep. thinking the worst like all of a sudden we're gonna stumble upon something you know <laughs> yeah. uh, I, was, I mean oh, that, that whole experience out of there like i i'd never carried anything that heavy before i'd yeah. never been uh, felt so uh vulnerable i guess okay you know and yeah, then yeah. we finally made it down to the bay and it was like okay i think I'm a lot more comfortable now. We're on like sort of flat ground, you yeah. know, it'd be harder to be ambushed, you know, and, yep. um, walk, we kind of walk yeah. ways away from the shore on tidewater. Like, yeah. and I didn't tell, I didn't tell, uh, Ken this for a day or two after we got there, but <laughs> like the cabin we were staying in, the guy died there on the bunk. He had got attacked. He was carrying a deer out along the beach where we were and a bear, they were walking right along the edge. Bear came out and mauled him. His buddies drug him in the cabin. He died that night. So, I mean, <laughs> I, was, yeah. I didn't tell him that until we got out. I didn't want Missy to know. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. it's safe. Like, that was early season. It is a different time of the year. But, yeah, it is. I, I kind of gave a wide berth to the shoreline. Man, we got 60, 70 yards here. We can see a bear come out. Well, Ken and I both shoot a lot. We'll have a sporting chance with this one. This will be fun. So, <laughs> anyway, that was the, yeah. the, the method. Oh, to, but that was heavy yeah. packed. Those were heavy. I don't know. Part of it's the footy, and it was, right. and yeah, those were heavy. I mean, it was a 
you know, you have all the meat, all the gear. Ton, I had so much gear, it felt like. Just a lot of extra clothes, the tarps, the food, the, you know, all the different yeah. layers. I had a ton of layers. And then gun, spotter, um, camera gear is annoying, tripod, all that stuff. But, yeah, it adds yeah. up. You know, it adds up to uh, you're definitely well over 100 pounds, though. So, um, no, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun, man. <laughs> it was an so, awesome experience, man. I yeah. can't. I yeah, I can't thank you enough for for the invite and oh, it was gratitude. A blast. And, it was a blast. Yeah. No, your yeah, attitude I, was cool. I told people like, "Hey, man, you invited him." I was like, "I know him enough to I know he's super laid back, and it's gonna be easy." Like, it's yeah, it was it went really really well. I'm super glad you came. It was fun. It was yeah. fun to get to know you. It was fun to. I loved watching the like I said earlier, just seeing the the different things. Um, that stuck out to you. I mean, I love those flights, but just it's, it's fun watching those taking off out of the bay and then just yep. seeing the different critters and, and seeing the bear tracks and be like, Whoa. And like, <laughs> I've seen a lot of bear tracks and they're still woe to me, but it's not like when you see your first ones and you do a lot of those things for the first time. Like, right. I mean, back East, a lot of those, like you, I've said this a bunch is like a Whenever I go back east, people ask, well, how much did that weigh? How much did that weigh? Like, I've never weighed anything because I always cut it up <laughs> in the field and carry it out in pieces. And you're like, well, I packed out, you know, 80 pounds of bone-out meat or whatever it happens to be on an elk a lot more, obviously. But but you're like, this is the first time we've cut up, really cut up an animal in the field, you know? So just all those kind of things where generally you guys can get stuff out and hang it and work it up in a, right. a butcher shop or something. So just different just different ways of hunting and different, just layering, like you said, hiking and versus setting in a stand and all that stuff was, it was really fun for me. Um, and, and you're super, ch- I mean, it was a good time, but we, yeah, we hiked out that night, felt really good to get back. That was heavy. I mean, when we got back, we're like, Oh, that's so exhausted. My yeah, back hurts so bad. We made those, we made those, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. We pop an Advil. Then we, we were going to make these cookies that your daughters wanted us to take. And we're like, we're going to bed. We'll make them in the morning and have some coffee. So, Kind of hung out the next day, called for pickup. We weren't sure if we could get out. They reached us back later and they said, hey, we can get in. I think it was around 2 or 3. I think I can't. Yep, mid-afternoon. Mid yeah, so we kind of packed our stuff up, got prepped, loaded all the meat up, um, you know, caped out the heads, and uh, just kind of waiting, hung out the, you know, just hung out the cabin and killed some time and pretty good flight out. Um, just, it went smooth. We, it was we didn't have flights booked off because we booked one way up. So kind of getting flights off of Kodiak was a, a little bit of a pain, but it ended up working out really well. Right. I got moved on to an earlier flight. I was going to have to stay there longer, and it worked out where I didn't. And it worked out. Everything was, as far as an Alaska trip, went as good, about as good as it could possibly go. You know, Roland flies a ton right. of people. He's got more hours in that plane. 29,000 hours yeah, in that plane. Which is insane pilots are going to be like wait what and he i think he said did he say twenty four thousand in that plane but 29 in a beaver to yeah. have him i think is what it was so um when the pilot like when i fly with a pilot i always ask how many hours you got or and when your pilot says ten thousand hours plus i'm like oh that's a lot of hours i've never heard of anybody with hours like that he started when he was in his late teens or early 20s and now he's uh, what is he? I bet he was 60, 70, 65. Late 60s? Yeah. Or something? Yeah. Anyway, he's just, all he's done his whole life is fly, which I really like. We were flying out. We swat on the way back. I jumped up front and then um, was chatting with him quite a bit. And he was just talking about just the way the wind moves in the bays and was pointing stuff out like, Hey, I could land there. I wouldn't land there. And just, it just a really nice, really nice guy. And so, 
Um, those are like the little highlights of some of those things, just meeting different characters. And, and we had a lot of mutual friends, guys, he flies out different outfitters and stuff and guides and talked about that a little bit, but just a really cool guy, uh, affordable. I, I can't, I should have wrote some of these numbers down for guys, but tags were <laughs> a few hundred bucks. I think the flight, did we split the, was this, was it 1500 that we split yeah, or was it, the, it was less yeah, than I that. Think it, I think it turned out to be about 1500 hours total yeah. for the, uh, yeah, for, for the, the for the flight plane. Yeah. Okay. So seven hundred bucks each. So some of those numbers, Forester cabins are dirt cheap, some of that stuff. So um yeah, it was uh it was fun. It's uh in the world of hunting anymore, it's a relatively affordable hunt, even though it doesn't you know, it adds up to you know, a few thousand bucks, but it's um in comparison, it's a pretty good adventure for for the money in this day and dude, age. So dude, yeah, and it it totally spoiled me, man. Like I I have a whole new appreciation for hunting. Like I, and, and hunting in the Midwest versus like hunting in the mountains and yeah. you know, where you're, where you're glassing and stuff. Like it is so much more fun. That's like fun. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Totally spoiled now. And like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been looking at different trips now. Like, yep. um, you know, after having, you know, a Sitka now it's like, well, obviously whitetails from back home like okay well i want to i want to try coos deer i want to try mule i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna get an elk like yep i'm totally turned on to it now so this podcast is to announce ken's beginning <laughs> to chase in the north american 29 sorry missy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, she would you, kill me <laughs> you'll love it i mean yeah you'll love it well, it'd be fun like, when you do more hunts let's talk about it it'd be fun to do another one someday with you so yeah, absolutely good anyway i don't want to this is probably my longest we're pushing on two hours i'm sorry I, mean, <laughs> I was thinking it was gonna be an hour i did not mean for it to take up this much of your time i thank you and i'm sorry no all good man. all good <laughs> well, i'll I let you go it, man. I'm, ex- a- I'm excited about scoring i'm excited about it was I had a great time hunting with you man uh i'm just i'm excited yeah. So, yeah, so heck yeah thanks again well, i appreciate the trip man thank you and uh thanks absolutely. for the time on the uh, podcast here yeah absolutely okay all right. have a good one and see you buddy